Did you know that this podcast is a part of the Jayzo Modcast Podcast Network? Chances are, if you enjoy this show, you'll find other great podcasts on the network, too. The Jayzo Modcast Network offers you a choice of shows seven days a week, starting with Monday. Join Rebecca C. Lofgren, Aaron Illick, and David K. Montoya in Seeing Red. The trio dive deep down the rabbit hole each week with a combination of geek and weird news. Then on Tuesdays, join the boys from the Great White North, Mike Lutz, Rob Bellamy, and Jason Beckard in the movie Madhouse as they bring you everything Hollywood and more. On Wednesdays, Reaper Rick's Tree Frog Expose Cafe, where he crosses the line of limits as he gives us news that is unforgettable and personal views that you'll definitely remember as well. Spend Thursdays with Jim Bennett and Nick McKelvey as they join forces in American Fat Ass Podcast to talk about various topics from news, sports, to their personal lives, all the while with a humorous slant in an unapologetic fashion. Fridays, Rob Bellamy is joined with Mike Lutz as they jump in the Wayback Machine to explore the archives of the JZO Modcast to give you three hours of audio entertainment in Flashback Fridays. Saturdays, join JZO Modcast founder David K. Montoya as he explores the world for a single of Who's the Boss? Then Sundays, finish the week with What We Think with hosts S. Sadie Burbank and David K. Montoya as they tell us exactly what they think about pop culture, celebrities, and the world at large with a ton of vulgarity mixed in for good measure. The JZO Modcast Podcast Network. We've got what you want seven days a week for free. Listen to us on iTunes and Stitcher or like us on Facebook and follow us on Twitter. And don't forget to check us out at jazelmon.com slash jazelmodcast. And now enjoy this free jazelmodcast show. Welcome to another episode of Flashback Fridays. I'm glad you got that right because I was thinking the other one. I was too, just for a second. <laughs> and it's like, wait a minute. No, no. Uh, wrong show. Exactly. Wouldn't be the first time, but hey. Well, I said, if it wasn't for the mistakes, we wouldn't be the, as endearing. Or funny. Yes. 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 There we go. I think it is my mistakes that make me humorous. <laughs> People say I'm very funny. Yeah. That's an insult. Someone. Yes. Okay. <laughs> well, we're back to uh, flashing back on Friday. Exactly. Yes. Usually it's throwback Thursday, but I guess it's flashback Friday. Dave is a trendsetter. He is. Just messes people up that one extra day of flashback. That's right. Nice. Nice. I said you get to throwback Thursday, leading into your nice flashing it back on. What you did on Thursday, on Friday. Mm-hmm. Then you have the weekend to recover. Sleep in Saturday. Yeah. Then you have uh, your manic Monday. Mm-hmm. Eh? Manic, manic Monday. Mon- nice. Like that. Yes. <laughs> that was that was good. What, what Tuesday? I, I can't. I got nothing for Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday. Oh, Tuesday, Wednesday. More recovery time leading into mm-hmm. throwback Thursday. And then the cycle begins uh, again. It's all about the cycles. Exactly. Yep. 
One foot before the other. Well, in this one, we're going to start with one of ours. One of ours? Yes. Oh. Movie Madhouse number 17. <laughs> this is back from October 15th of last year, 2013. Okay. Uh, apparently, we were a little late on this episode. It says they are a little bit late, but Mike, Rob, and Jay are back with another fun episode. The top five at the box office continues its heavy gravity cycle. Uh, the weekly topic is completely abandoned, and Rob espouses his love for all things Harrison Ford, Han Solo, but falls into the Sarlacc pit in the oh, end. I think I remember that one. I do remember that one. <laughs> yes. Let's pick a different one. No. <laughs> no. Right now. Oh, man. Uh-huh. <laughs> all right. So. Shall we get into it? The movie Madhouse. What number? 17. 17. Oh, man. That was a long time ago. Yes. Well, pod babies. Exactly. Now we're grizzled veterans. Well, we're grizzled anyway. Well, (laughs) that's true, too. All righty. Here it is. Movie Madhouse 17. Enjoy. And welcome to another edition of the Movie Madhouse. <laughs> See, I don't miss my cues. No, no, you, you were right on, right on point. Uh huh. Well, I'm if Jason. You back that up. You'll see the first letters missing off. Oh, the word. whatever. <laughs> so I'm Jason. I'm Rob. I'm Mike. We're here again. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. We apologize. We're a little bit late getting this out. It was the uh, Canadian Thanksgiving weekend, and everybody was busy up until this very minute. Yeah. Yep. And so we, I know uh, a couple of people have gotten a hold of me going, where's my show, man? WTF. I'm really certain do I? <laughs> I don't need it, man. Shakes. I don't need it. <laughs> I just want it. <laughs> yep. That's how I get when we don't record. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Why? Well, I think you sent me a text there, Rob, and, mm-hmm. and they go, you good for this time? I said, I'm pushing the clock forward now. Yep, I'm a good... So, everybody have a good uh, Thanksgiving? Oh, yeah. yeah. Absolutely. I got fed. Yeah. I'm good. Turkey comb is all around? Uh, just about. <laughs> That's why we started recording now. <laughs> <laughs> just woke up, did yep. you? Yep. <laughs> uh, right, yeah, I said we had uh, a couple family things that we uh, I went to, so man, far too much to eat. I, mm-hmm. was. I only do one, and it's my wife's family. I'm oh. just... You know, I, I could have went to my family, but I had to work, and by the time I would have got out there, I would have been there for an hour. So That's my enough son. to get a plate full. Yeah. My son had three. Three? Three, yep. <laughs> <laughs> Saturday, Sunday, and Monday. Holy cow. Kid was sick of turkey by the time he was still sleeping. Yeah. <laughs> I was poking him earlier. By the way, what was up with the uh, pictures that Christina with a K posted? And this is what happens when Rob doesn't listen. (laughs) I I didn't catch what that was. I I asked the same questions when you before you got here. Those go part and parcel to the emergency casting call we had. Oh, during the week, we shot a video for an Italian song this weekend. Okay. And the song basically revolves around why is there so much anger and aggression and, you know, is there a God that's letting this happen? So there is one part in there where one of our favorites, Deborah, oh. she plays a part in it. She's an abused wife. So Christina was testing her abilities to use makeup to make bruises. Ah, okay. Ah, and okay. I was the guinea pig. I thought maybe you fell down the stairs or you're on a ladder and didn't hold on. I don't know. I couldn't figure out what the heck happened. You want to know the funny part? <laughs> Uh, with my scheduling at work, I just went to straight midnights and, uh, I had just gotten home from work and she goes, I need to try this. It's like, okay. And I laid on the couch and I was out. 
<laughs> I remember her asking me that, and then I remember her saying, roll over, and she started dabbing my face, and I was gone again. <laughs> so those two pictures you see, I have no recollection of. <laughs> they could be real bruises. That, I'm how assuming. much of a sound sleeper, huh? <laughs> oh, yeah. Holy smokes. <laughs> it, it was a rough day. That's your middle name, Log? <laughs> Rock. <laughs> I really am the rock. I was just out. <laughs> okay, speaking of out, every a bunch of people went out to go see movies this weekend. Did they? That's what I'm hearing. Wow. Well, I actually know a ton of them went out. A ton of them? Yes. Well, you know, funny story. Back when wrestling was back in its heyday, the two most popular days to go see wrestling, Thanksgiving and Christmas. American Thanksgiving. American Thanksgiving. Yes. Because everybody is tired of being cooped up in the house with everybody. And they, by that point in time when the show starts, they want to go out and blow off some steam. Welcome to SummerSlam. Yep. <laughs> That's no, oh, no. no. No, that was Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Survivor Series. Yep. SummerSlam. And the, uh, the oh, traditional, okay. what was it, the gravy bowl match? Uh. <laughs> <laughs> well, that was the introduction of uh, the gobbledygooker as well. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Classic. Oh, yeah. It's a real classic. <laughs> well, our number one doesn't quite live up to that. I, how, how? What could? could? I know. I know. What could? But well, it comes close. Number one, still, gravity. gravity. I heard, I did hear uh, something about that. They were talking about uh, Captain Phillips. And now it was coming out. That's number two, I believe. Captain Phillips is number two. Yeah. So they're they were they're talking about um, uh, gravity hung on big time, and Captain Phillips. It's going to be a while before somebody can pry uh, that number one spot out of uh, Clooney and Bullock's hands. Oh yeah, a couple be- more weeks. There's a couple big ones coming up uh, beginning of November that will knock them knock it down if it's still there. Possibly, yeah, because, well, just attrition, you know, everybody's going to have seen it. Right. Mm. But it made $43 million. Really? Wow. Yep. Holy wow. cow. Wow, so not a very big drop at all. No, the weekend, well, the weekend total. Its total so far is uh, almost $123 million. Wow. That's yep. crazy. Captain Phillips was two at $25.7 I, I want to see both of those flicks. Captain there, Phillips, I think, is going to be a really intriguing one. Yeah, there's actually a great deal of controversy about that Captain Phillips movie. Really? Yeah, because they're they're talking. Um, some of the crew members are, are actually saying um, what Phillips did in the movie and what Phillips did in real life don't connect very well. He wasn't nearly as heroic in real life as he was in the movie. Well, artistic license. Oh, yeah. Okay, there's artistic license, but I think they were trying to go for a as close to the realistically accurate way they could go. And there's a lot of people saying that nope. not even close. Now, I haven't heard was the real Captain Phillips involved in the making? I couldn't tell you. you. Know, because like I, I I heard Tom Hanks on a, another podcast last week and I don't recall him mentioning that at all. No. So I if the real guy wasn't directly involved how is hank supposed to know right yeah well, he can only go by the whatever source material they gave him which was probably was a book yeah and you know well he has to read from that what he can yeah this is a lot of the problems is coming from um a lot of the crew members are actually suing the uh the company that owns the uh, boat for um 
endangerment, uh, dangerous work environment. Oh, putting him in that position? They're claiming that Captain Phillips sailed too close to the Somali coast, like ignored the warnings, and he and he sailed too close, and it actually kind of drew pirates uh, towards them. They only go out so far type thing? Yeah, because their boats are so kinda small. It kind of makes sense. If, they're, if they do get too close, they can actually see them. Yeah. You know, right? Yeah. So if you stay a certain amount of miles out, they're not even going to see you. Makes well, sense. It looks like the only uh, interaction Phillips had with this was the actual novel he wrote that the movie's based on. Okay. So you, you can't entirely blame... No, 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 no. I, I'm, I'm not blaming Hanks no, per se, but I'm just saying there, there's there been controversy about the the portrayal of uh, Phillips in this movie, which is off of his autobiography. So, so actually, he's, he's, he's going to put himself in the yeah, best light possible. He embellished it himself. Oh, yeah, and yeah, That's yeah. what they're going on. Yeah, yeah. Know? Yeah. So. Well, I still want to see it. Absolutely. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's it. It, it, I, I have to see Gravity first before. <laughs> Gravity's awesome. Yeah. Number three, Cloudy with a Chance of Meatballs 2. Wow. What's that one? I don't recognize that one. No? No. That's about food. <laughs> oh, that one. Okay. <laughs> yes. <laughs> about food? Okay. I know. Uh, which knocked, uh, it made $13.7 which knocked the other opener down to number four, Machete Kills. I want to see that. Movie. Apparently, not a lot of people. That's do. probably the one I want to see the most. I don't care what the critics are saying. Oh, who said what... critics? I'm just looking box office. I'm looking. I know, but I, even like a, I read a review somewhere that say it, it falls apart after 20 minutes. Doesn't it's matter. a Grinos movie. <laughs> exactly. That's what they do. It's like okay, this this isn't Gone with the Wind. It's fucking machete. Kills. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> you, you expect over the top violence yeah. and some gratuitous sexy shots. Yep. That's yep. what you expect in that kind of movie. Well, it made three point eight million. Ooh. Well, I wonder what the budget was though, because they usually keep See, those pretty light. And that's weird. Probably it's budget. Five. It's got a line. There's no number. Might be higher though, because Charlie Sheen plays the president. Yeah, he's probably, but he's got a probably but, got a decent price tag. But on him. he didn't use the Charlie Sheen name. No, no, he went as Carlos Estevez. Did he really? Yes, he did. Oh, that's brilliant. Yeah, so he <laughs> might he might have did that to get under uh, his scale rate. I, maybe, yeah, maybe, yeah. That'd be pretty cool. Yeah, <laughs> that's, it's just cool that he did that. That's awesome. Oh, yeah. Well, so I was I was looking at the. Uh, the poster for it. And I said, I know who that is. I know who that is. I know who that is. That's Charlie Sheen. Where's his name on the poster? <laughs> and I said, I'm looking again. I went, all right, Estevez. Okay. Yeah. Charlie is brothers with Emilio. Est- ah, uh-huh. all right. Yeah, and their dad, Martin, his real name is Ramon. Yep. So. Uh-oh. The president's Hi. calling. The president's <laughs> calling. <laughs> Hello, President Sheen. <laughs> or, sorry, President Estevez. <laughs> okay, I can't turn this off. Sure you so. can. Throw it against the wall. There you go. There we go. Problem solved. Take the battery out. <sighs> Number five. Number five. Runner, runner. Oh, it's oh, hanging man. in there. Yep. Did he make at least a million with this week? 3.7 million. Hey. Right. Yep. And let me see. Bad. Prisoners dropped to number six. Insidious, number seven. Rush, number eight. And the one I saw this week is number nine, Don John. Oh, how, do, how was it? That was interesting. Oh, okay. <laughs> interesting, interesting good, bad. interesting bad. I can say I've seen it. Uh-oh. Uh, okay. And I was moderately entertained while I was there. Okay. It's a movie where you're watching your clock. 
It's like, oh, really? Oh, no. Uh, almost over. Uh, but it's not bad. Tony Danz is in it, and he is awesome. Yeah. I, I caught, I, he was on Fallon or something promoting it. And, and Gordon Joseph Lovett is De Niro in this movie. Really? Oh, yes. You watch him, and he's got the squint. He's got the smile. Like, huh. he's the Bronx guy. He looks just like De Niro. All right. But uh, it's it's not that bad. Based on a, a sex addict who's addicted to internet porn. Okay. <laughs> okay. He keeps Was his name Jason? <laughs> <laughs> That's the sequel, Don Jason. Oh, okay. <laughs> <laughs> nice. <laughs> he, so, of course, in this movie, you do see a lot of nudity. And ScarJo nudity? Unfortunately, no. Damn it. Oh, no. that's false advertising. You no. know what? They could have taken care of the American budget debt ceiling if they showed the spiritual <laughs> No kidding. Yep. That movie would still be number one. Abs, yeah. Oh, yeah. Wow. I only stay for 25 minutes because by then it's done. Yeah. That's all you need. But uh, it's it's not that bad. Like I said, video movie, though. Yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Yeah. What the heck is going on? <laughs> and that is not a soundboard, folks. No, that's my phone. Apparently someone's texting me, and I did not uh, turn it off, wow. which I am now doing. You're, you're, you're breaking pod etiquette. I am. Oh, I throw that curtain back away. Yeah, penalty should be a case of beer. <laughs> I don't drink. For me. <laughs> Wait a second. Penalty. The name of the thing is a penalty for a reason. It's supposed to hurt you and benefit me. Fine. Yeah. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, that's our top. What did I do? Nine. Whatever. Yeah. <laughs> what's uh, what's coming out this week? Because I only know of what's coming out uh, November 8th. The only one's coming to mind. So November 8th. That's a little ways away. I know. I know that's like still three weeks away, but yep. I know of two big movies that are coming out. Then that's the only movies. Well, I know I'm of. sure a couple of these will jog your memory. Okay. Actually, coming out Thursday is what is this called? Aerosmith. Where is it? Rock for the Rising Sun. An Aerosmith Another concert, concert movie. That's what it looks like because it's got no actors, nothing. Okay. So it's got to be a concert movie. That's Thursday, and then Friday. Come on, you. Sh- uh, if you spend a little bit of money and got a good internet connection, maybe you'd uh, get a little bit faster. fine. Can't you hear it? There we go. Check the hamster. I think you fell asleep. We have The Fifth Estate coming out. Fifth Estate. Fifth Estate. That's with the Bunder Cumberbatch. What's his name? Benedict Cumberbatch. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> Who is rumored to be... I thought maybe you are going to go like Fastbender or something. <laughs> Benedict Cumberbatch rumored to be in, in the next Star Wars movie. Yep. I know. Yep. Anyway. <laughs> also coming out, Carrie. Ah, yes. Oh, that's this week? That's this week. I thought it was I thought that had another week out. No. I wanna see it. Yeah. I I've only I only saw the original once and it was good, but again, I'm not a big horror guy, but I, for some reason I wanna see this one. Yeah. Wow. It's got Hit Girl in it. The, I, and I think that might be a big part of it because I am a big fan of hers. So yeah. So the uh, like, I I want to try and forget the remake that they already did of the Carrie, and I want to try and see this with fresh eyes as best I can. But I, again, I'm I, I can I can see Tom Cat's getting smashed with a bucket as it's falling out of the uh, 
out of the rafters after, and Sissy Spacek just covered in blood, killing everybody in sight. Oh, uh, perfect. Yes. I'm curious to see how they do it. Yeah. Is, is there any word if it's going to be 3D? Because I know Jason was talking about one of the trailers had a body flying at the camera. Yep. It wouldn't surprise me the way they 3D the crap out of everything. Mm. Let me see. That movie, I don't I don't think it... It doesn't state in here that it is. No, I don't think that movie needs 3D. I think they they can still throw shit at the camera as much as they want. It's just... Just it, it's just part of the uh, the thing. It's just her telekinetically whipping everybody. Any about. horror movie in three D is just gratuitous, oh, yeah, naturally. Yeah, yeah. But I I don't know if it'll really. Uh, it might it might almost hurt it. I think honestly, it, it'll get the extra jump scares. But well, it's it's just the gimmick, and I I just don't see that. Adding it to it's just it, because I think there's too much exposition between um, Carrie and her mother to worry about 3D because it is it, it you it was a talk heavy movie and you don't get the big action until the end. Yeah, that's I do remember that from the original. So I, unless they are really rewriting history and they're going to try and spread the action out throughout the entire thing, I'm sure you're going to get the occasional book flying across the did, room or whatever. I, now refresh my memory because it has been a long time. In the original, did you know before the big finale that she had the powers? Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, so that was did they did they play with that at all early in the movie, um, or did they just talk about it? A little bit, because I think they do. In this one, I think I saw a trailer the other day where she is playing with it a little bit earlier in the movie. That's now I don't know how to what extent. Yeah, she's laying on the bed there, and that thing's floating beside her. Yeah, yeah, they're just ramping it up for the new. Well, you got at least they have more of the effects to pull it off, right? (laughs) Yeah, yeah, but it doesn't warrant 3D. No, no, it just it it's not Avatar and. That kind of thing. I just don't think it's it's 3D worthy. I guess would be the uh, the word I'm looking We're not for. Worthy. There are so many movies out there that don't need it, but oh, they do yeah. it. Oh yeah. Oh, said they just need that extra ten bucks tacked on at the uh, box office to try and get some of the cash back. But it, it's just ridiculous. Yep. But uh, I'd probably go see it too. I, I'm, I'm interested. Well, it is. Kind of the season for those kind of uh, movies. Oh, yeah, so, naturally. It's, yeah. it's, it's the hot Halloween season, so yeah. you got to get the scary ones. Oh, yeah, yeah. But there's not a lot of scary movies opening. Now, isn't this the first year in like six years there's no Saw? No well, Saw, that, no Paranormal. Well, yeah, right. both, both of those fucking uh, have ran the... Ran their course well, as best they can. They did say Paranormal 4 was the last one, but I'm sorry. With the ending on that one, it's not. I stopped <laughs> after one... Paranormal one, yeah. Because well, I I got three quarters of the way through two, and I stopped because it was just like, oh, this is laughable. I only watched the first one. I was enthralled. I admit, I I enjoyed it. It really held me, but I'm not no not even interested in watching the other ones. I actually have the collection on Blu-ray, but honestly, I bought the first one only because my name is in the credits. What? Yes. Do you remember at all the? publicity that they had for paranormal activity the original one no that's because at first they didn't it was all word of mouth right oh. people were transferring it 
online, and if you signed a petition and they got one million hits, they would go nationwide. Okay. I was one of the people that did that. Oh. So at the end of that movie, in the credits, they have all one million names. Oh, wow. Yep. (laughs) I'm in there, damn it. Did you you go through the names? Actually, I did. Well, the A's. (laughs) (laughs) Arnold Schwarzenegger's in there. Really? He's one of them. And then I jumped to the J's. (laughs) (laughs) There I was. All right. Uh, I did uh, kind of watch. It was a scary movie watching weekend for me. I watched uh, uh, The Lords of Salem, the Rob Zombie one. I haven't, the, I haven't given it a shot yet. Um, I did. A re- I've heard mixed things. So. I, I I did a review for for it on the uh, the Facebook page, uh, Facebook dot com backslash the Movie Madhouse. Nice blog. Thank you. Uh, and it was okay. Sherry Moon Zombie is the lead. Obviously, really? no, yeah, way. no way. I know. How the I heck know. did she get that part? I she must know the director. <laughs> I probably had to sleep with the director. Casting coach. Yeah. Uh, so um, it starts out kind of slow, and it builds and builds and builds to the probably, probably there's some really ridiculous scenes in this movie, um, like laugh out loud at the screen kind of thing. Like you're looking at it, and I'm going, what the hell was that? <laughs> And it just, it's Rob Zombie. Um, he continues his love of uh, old horror movies. You can see it in the way he shoots. Actually, Sid Haig makes another appearance in his movie. So he, uh, Ken Furry uh, is also in there. Uh, really? Yeah. He does have his own little group that oh, he pulls Oh, he certainly from. does. I think, I think you look at, okay, you can say the exact same thing with Joss Whedon. He's got his... Sandler, oh, yeah, his Every, crew, I, you know? said, yeah. Everybody's got their own little crew that they like to keep and move around. Um, this one, yeah, I'm, like if you can withstand some of the real silly scenes, there's a couple kind of intense scenes. Like they're like it, it, it wasn't scary at all <laughs> not really at all i can't say it at all but there's a couple scenes in there that had good tension um some really stunning visual set pieces that like see what you yeah, want sherry moon does have a stunning set yes. oh yeah oh yeah, yeah. <laughs> so you get a little fan service from sherry moon at the start of the movie um but rob zombie say what you will about him he can shoot scenes like he's he's got a really he's, good eye he's got a really good visual style yeah. absolutely and like some of the stuff very the, gritty and, yeah um I, uh for lack of a better term a realistic dirt look to it yeah i think that he definitely goes for that uh he it looks like he takes the film and buries it in the ground then picks it up and then puts it in the camera and yeah. shoots with it. It, it 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 looks like an old Grindhouse, like horror movie that that he grew up on. This is that that visual style that he really likes, and it worked for him. And I think it worked for uh, this too. Some of the stuff is just ridiculous, but it it looked good when he when it was going on. I I will break down and watch it. Yeah, I, I think it was I. I like. I ended up liking it. I ended up saying it was a a good 
good horror or Halloween watch. Definitely that kind, that genre of uh, zombie stuff, like Rob Zombie movies, it's perfect for the Halloween season to watch. And I think this just goes into the list of all those other ones that are just as good to watch. Okay. All right. Well, maybe I will check that out. I do like Rob Zombie. Like, I got my collection over there. Well, four movies. <laughs> <laughs> I, I, You know, that, that always bothered me that he never got to make the blob like he was originally attached to. Yeah. I, I think that might, would be a really good one for him to do. For some reason, I think his style would really lend to a really decent blob movie. Yeah, but there's there's only so much he can do with a giant ball of uh, yeah, but I think, jelly rolling I th- through. I think he would have did it justice. If anybody could do anything with it, it would be him. I, I, I do firmly believe if he did that, he would actually make millions and millions of gallons of jello and actually push it through a movie theater uh, it, would, it would be an absolutely 100 percent physical effect <laughs> and there would be actually people swimming through like this stuff 4d experience oh yeah yeah <laughs> they said it would be awesome to see something like that get pulled off that would be cool to have in a theater and it sprays out cherry jello every once in a while as a mist Dude. Be awesome. <laughs> that's the 4d experience i would go see that <laughs> uh, do it again <laughs> he's got their mouth open <laughs> little you just see that little thing up in the corner that says three get two ready. one <laughs> get your mouth off the nozzle <laughs> you got the guy who just doesn't leave <laughs> i'm watching it again he's got a straw sticking out the nozzle <laughs> well there is one big movie coming out this weekend okay on DVD? Friday. Oh, oh friday oh friday on friday escape plan Oh, yeah. Arnie and Stallone. Oh, yeah. yeah. That one does look pretty cool, actually. Yeah. That, I forgot about that From one. the things I've read, the story is amazing. And that's well, what keeps it going. I The trailers I've seen, it's got my interest. Hey, Stallone. I, I, for some reason, that's one I thought wasn't coming out until November. Nope. Yeah. It says this weekend. Wow. So uh, far. I still, like I say, Stallone, say what you will for about that guy, but... Said he knows how to pick a project, and he knows how to make that project work. Well, they now have a new movie category, which both he and Arnold are leading. Okay. The Jerry Action comp- or Jerry Action Pictures. Yeah. <laughs> hey, that's a good one. It fits, and it works. Yeah. Well, Expendables are great. or just fun. Uh, okay, They're Expendables fun. 1, I, I, I could say that. I'll agree with you. Expendables 1 was fun. Expendables 2 was Terrible, painful. Mm. It was painful. It to had watch. its moments. No, it did. It had some moments. Okay, okay. You have one. Hey Gunner, what are you doing? Making a bomb. <laughs> okay. See, one little moment does That's not a, balance there was, out. There were a handful of moments like that. The, in the rest movie. of it. No, it's I, I terrible. Admit. No. <laughs> no. Bad, Jason. No. <laughs> Give me the oh, squirt bottle. <laughs> That's it. Well, there's two others coming out, the lesser-known movies. The one I really want to see is 12 Years a Slave. That one looks never heard of it. amazing. You've never heard of it? Nope. Let me just pull it up here because this is one of the ones that uh, we saw at TIFF. We did, well, we didn't see, but it was there. Oh, okay. Uh, Michael Fassbender's in it. Oh, there he is. I thought, yeah. See, you subconsciously thinking about Fassbender. You're mm-hmm. you're going to get him out sooner or later. Yep. It also has Brad Pitt. And what is that? Wait a minute. That's that's called The Counselor. No, that's another one. 
that's got Brad Pitt and Fassbender in it. Yep, that's another one, too. Really? They must have pumped out a couple at the same time. Because they've got... Because the counselor has Fassbender, Pitt, Cameron Diaz, uh, I think Penelope Cruz, Holy and Javier cow. Bardem. And I'm pretty sure it's made by the same people who did No Country for Old Men. Oh. It is, yep. Yeah. It yep. looks it looks like it'd be a pretty okay. badass movie. I'm curious. That's the, the Coen brothers. I, I don't know if it's the actual Coen brothers or whoever wrote No Country for Old Men. I don't know if they actually wrote that or not. No, it was based on a novel. Okay, yeah. so it's based on whoever wrote that. Oh, book. Okay. The, the I no- think I think whoever wrote that novel wrote this novelization. Okay, okay. Now this one's about uh, pre-Civil War U.S. Um, a free slave is abducted and sold into slavery. His name is Chiwetel Ejiofor. Okay. Really? Yes. Let's try that again. <laughs> we all know him as the bounty hunter from episode fourteen of uh, Firefly. Ah. Oh, okay. Uh, early. Jubal early. early. Jubal early. Yeah. Yep. That's who it is. Ah, okay. You know, okay, doing a, doing a quick callback. I think uh, you were talking about Brad Pitt we were, when we were redoing our dream casting of uh, uh, Star Wars A New Hope. Yep. Mm-hmm. We said Clooney as uh, Obi-Wan. I changed it to Brad Pitt. Sure. He's, he's got that level of crazy, and he can play it pretty straight. I can take it. He does. If you watch 12 Monkeys, there's a nice crazy oh, there. Yeah. <laughs> if you watch True Romance, there's a nice laid-back highness to his role. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I think he could do it. I think sure. so. I think so. All right. The other one that's coming out, um, I doubt it'll be in Chatham or anywhere near here, but I do want to see it. It's called Birth of the Living Dead, and it's a story of George Romero. Oh, really? Yes. That's a biopic? We'll never come to this town. (laughs) Yep. Sadly. Sadly, sadly, sadly. That would be be fun to watch. Yeah, I would love to see that. Wow. Now, as for DVDs, there are two big ones coming out. But real quick, more TV stuff, Viking Season 1. Yes, I'm waiting for that one. Are you? Yes. It's this week? Nope. Next Tuesday? All right. Nope. Blue, I'm getting now. <laughs> <laughs> it's now. It's they, Everything comes out Tuesday, October 15th. Yeah, it's now. Yep. Okay, instead of the case of beer, I'll take that uh, Blu-ray program. Probably yeah. equal in price. Let me see. There's also the Fall Series 1, Season 1, sorry. Uh, Defiance, Season 1. Anger Management, Season 2. Heart of Dixie, Complete Second Season. Clone Wars, complete season five. And, yeah, that's it. Clone Wars, what's that? <laughs> Damn it. If your mic wasn't attached to mine, <laughs> I would shut it down. But the two big movies coming out. You know what? I'm going to bump number I one. taste blood. I just <laughs> bit my tongue so hard. <laughs> the Heat, Sandra Bullock, and what's her name? Melissa McCarthy. Yes, the other one. I hear I hear really good things. It's not great, but it is pretty funny. It's got Sandra I'm anxious, anxious to see it. It did look really funny. We missed it in the theater. So I, you're you're just addicted to Sandra Bullock just because you saw her in Gravity. <laughs> oh my God, did I see her in Gravity? There are some nice scenes in that movie. Do you know under a spacesuit they wear a gray uh, muscle shirt and black shorts, and that's it. Really? Well, Sigourney, <laughs> Sigourney Weaver did that way before anybody yeah, else did. Yeah, Weaver, so, this is Sandra Bullock. No, okay. It was the exact same thing with uh, Sigourney. It was Sigourney. definitely not the exact same thing. Oh. 
if you were comparing apples to apples, if you took Sigourney Weaver back, I'm at, comparing apples to raisins. If you bring Sigourney Weaver into oh, it, oh, that's just <laughs> not. That's not nice. <laughs> You're mean. <laughs> just in case she's listening, we apologize, Miss Weaver. Rob meant no disrespect. Rob's a dick. <laughs> Anyway, the heat is coming out along with Pacific Rim. Yeah. Yep. I, that's a Blu-ray buy. <laughs> <laughs> I think we raved about that one since, like, the very, the rumor. Holy crap. What? I just jumped ahead. I'm looking at next week's. The big one coming out next week? The Conjuring. Already? I know. Oh, It came out at the same time as Pac Rim. Did it? Yeah. The week after. Well, uh, yeah, I guess. After. It just seems newer. <laughs> no, it just it just seems like everything's really getting rushed to uh to video. Been doing the pod for three months. That's about the average turnaround. No. Yes. No, it's Monsters usually University. longer than that. I'm just looking at the, the 29th, Monsters University and RIPD. Average Holy three crap. weeks turnaround. Average three month turnaround, I'm telling you. Wow. When did he become so smart? Mm. I school. am so smart at MRT. <laughs> I, I blame school. I do, too. Now, All right, but that's our DVD uh, release. Before we get into the weekly topic, I because I really enjoyed this, I watched this uh, movie that is available on iTunes right now. I recommend checking it out. It's called The Dirties. The Kevin Smith Movie Club. Kevin Smith Movie Club. So he, he's helped distribute it. Okay. It's an independent film by some boys out of Toronto. It is a really intriguing flick. It's it's very raw. Um, they had no budget. They uh, but they filmed it all around the school and whatnot. Um, it's very low key. A lot of it was ad lib. They didn't really have a script. Yeah, it so, was like when he said there was like no budget. There was literally no budget. Yes, <laughs> sounds like a JX three project. <laughs> <laughs> no, but like you said. They, their, their cameraman, I remember, I think we, I listened to the same, the, the interview he did yep. with uh, Smith on Smodcast. Yep. Um, the cameraman had no clue as to what was going on, like in the scenes or anything like that. He was just, <laughs> so like he, just he just project. filmed and filmed yeah. and filmed and yeah. he got gold. They, they ad libbed and they would, they would act out in public and they would catch reaction. From the people around them, like you, because the people around them weren't extras, they just did, they didn't know what was going on. These are legitimate, real reactions that these guys were getting, and they were catching real abuse from absolute strangers. Oh, yep. Sweet, I gotta and watch it's, this. It's about um, these guys that are filming a movie uh, in their school where they get revenge on the bullies, the bullies of the school called the Dirties. So when they do have the bully like picking on the ca- the guy. Like the bully's naturally one of their actors. When at one point I think he's like shoving the kid around and he slaps him. The reaction from the other students around them is totally legitimately real because they don't they weren't in on it. Yeah, I think I saw that scene where he he slaps him, and it is it looks like this guy's trying to take his head off with a slap in the middle of a cafeteria. Really? And the people just kind of all the kids in the cafeteria kind of stop and look and, and then all the ones that are closest they just kind of slowly scatter. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we don't want to be here. Yeah, so yeah, I I I really want to see that too. It, so I I'm I'm okay, I'm, if it's out on iTunes, I'm definitely going to it's pick available. that one up. It's available. It's Canadian flick, so it had to be. I knew it was available in the States, and I found it on iTunes in Canada. 
Cool. And uh, it's I, definitely worth it. It's different. It is, um, again, because it's like their first real attempt. It's it's very raw and it's production style. But that really adds a lot to the charm of the movie. Yeah. So it was it was kind of um, the the found footage style, right? Kind of, kind of, yeah. yeah. It, it kind of mixed the found footage with the production, Docu- almost documentary. Yeah. So it said it kind of mixes a bunch of different styles together, and they pull it off. From what I what I heard, this kid is in his what mid twenties. I don't even think mid twenties. Yeah, maybe at best mid twenties. Yeah, and he said him and his buddy they they use their real names as as their characters because it's too hard to remember. Oh, he's not Josh. He's this. Yeah. yeah. So <laughs> the when, when they're when they're 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 ad libbing all these things, I think the one the one kid's name is Owen. Owen. Yep. And so the guy acting would go, "Hey, Owen," and he would. That's how he would always call him. So they're that way they wouldn't screw up. They're not, and, and they're not. Uh, well, Owen in particular is not like a regular full time actor. He's a he's teacher. A, he's a teacher. So they're getting ready to shoot another movie, and they've got to wait for him to get the, the like the summer break off. <laughs> <laughs> they got to work around his school schedule. Yeah, they they've said, dude, you gotta you you gotta take some time off, and you gotta quit. He goes, no, I can't. <laughs> I can't. Like he goes, but we, we're, we're we're shooting. Just, just, shooting our next movie. Just know this, and I, I'm not. I don't want to spoil it, but the ending is very dark. But when you, if you look back on the movie as you're watching it, you're going to realize that this movie and what it's showing you is almost like a, a, a warning signs of events to watch out for. Like just, you know, you, it might make you look twice at a certain person in the hallway, uh, or a way somebody might be getting treated. It's definitely something to look at because the, the finale is dark. Okay. Yep. It's not. Now, the way they talked in the interview, I expected more, but it was dark enough. <laughs> yeah. Okay. I definitely recommend it. The Dirties. Okay. Yeah. I'm, I'm, as soon as I heard that, I was really intrigued and like, look, I'm glad I can get it at, get it now. I wasn't sure where I could uh, dig it up, but I'm glad I can. I know where exactly where to find it now. Yeah, I'll be watching it. Yeah, I I watched one of the big ones. I think we were excited about uh, the Purge. I loved it. So okay, here we go. Oh. I Mike got here and he said he watched it. I said, "Great movie!" And then he goes, "I'll wait till we start the podcast." Oh, <laughs> it's oh. Like, oh yes. <laughs> yeah, are you just Mister Negativity? This no, week? I'm not Mister Negativity. <laughs> Who's I'm a not. negative Nelly? I, I'm not. I'm just. <laughs> I'm allowed to not like a movie. No, no, no. <laughs> Bad Mike. No, um, it was painfully obvious where this movie was going right from the get go. Yeah. Oh, yeah, exactly. Okay. But, but, but okay. Can you, I will, you admit that oh, oh. the original whole premise of the movie is okay. original? If. Yeah. Okay. You've never, never, ever seen anything where there's no no law enforcement at all for one day in regular society. In regular society. Um, okay. I, that is a cool concept. I like that. If they would have ran with that more, there would be a two. <sighs> Why? It, like that. that it. it 
that story is done. I'm hoping they do it too, and they do it from the perspective of the person who's anxious to go hunting. That's boring. I don't think. I think it'd be. That's boring. That to me, this okay. Uh, we Ethan Hawk uh, is the guy that sells all these home security systems, all these things, supposedly impenetrable. A home security to keep all these people out. All it takes is a pickup truck and a chain, and they pry that thing, that house open like it's a pop can. Yeah, I did agree with that part. Okay, see, that that was one issue. Um, when the guy got in the house, I knew exactly where that was going to go too. I knew, I knew. Hawk was going to die. I knew this guy was going to save everybody. And I, it's a, it was formulaic from the point the door closed to the point the door opened. I saw every single step that they were taking. And I don't think they did it well. Because that little kid, and I wanted to slap the fuck out of that kid. <laughs> that, yeah, he, that bug, that, that, that kid did bug the hell out of me for doing yeah, that. Like, he said, it just, okay. You and he know. knows the concept. He knows what's Absolutely. going on. Why? Exactly. Exactly. But, and then, but look at it this way. If he didn't open the door, the movie would have been even more boring. Well, <laughs> that is very true. true. Just them staring at the yeah. monitors, watching people go by. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> the, uh, the the fact that the kid is wearing a heart rate monitor, like, did they ever say why? He was uh, somewhat of a hypochondriac or something. Okay. He monitored his, his heart rate on a regular basis. <laughs> so he was, he, he was, he obviously had issues. Yeah. <laughs> but the worst thing he could have done was take the heart rate monitor off his own arm and put it on Ethan Hawke's. To hear his father die. <laughs> well, yeah. <laughs> I was just like, what are you doing? I think doing? he wanted to watch, to watch him die. That's right. Just go into the light, motherfucker. Uh, <laughs> no, it's just, it, it was it's just. Dark turn. No, dark turn. <laughs> no, it was just. I, I, I saw. I saw exactly what it was going to happen before it happened, and I was not surprised that any. I said they got a couple jump jump scares, and I'm going. There's a guy around the corner. Wow, there he is. There's uh, that guy. There's that guy. Yeah, and the, the, there for me, there wasn't really any jump scares because yes, I I admit it was predictable. But you know what? It, it, the premise behind it is original, very original. I agree. And okay, it, for I, me, I did find it, I find it fun, just because it was original. It I, there was there's nothing else out, like there out there right now. It's 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 it no. stands alone. Okay. I'm. I, I guess I, I'm thinking too tactically with, like, okay, everybody knows that this happens once a year. The fact that these people don't know how to clear their own house or carry a weapon and a flashlight at the same time drove me absolutely nuts. You hey Mike, how's that zombie survival kit coming? <laughs> I think he's almost got it done. Ah, uh, no, it just that you're you're coming across as one of those people. Oh, you, you're prepared for everything. No, I said if, you, if <laughs> I admit that, yes, okay. Thinking about it now, yeah, you think they would be a little bit better prepared yeah. for the purge. Yeah, you, you should know how to be how to defend yourself. Exactly. Absolutely. Okay, he they they they've got to say you're ruining me. the movie for me. Damn it! I should because it was a bad movie. <laughs> 
bad. Yes, it was. No. It was terrible. No, it, not, not bad. Just bad. could have been it's better. Just not good. Could have been better. <laughs> it could have been better. Could have been better. Let's, yes. Let's leave it at that. Could have been better. Could have been bad. much better. It's it's not bad. Yeah, bad. No. Bad. Really bad. No. <laughs> bad. No. <laughs> Anyways, I, ah. I I feel cleansed. <laughs> Did you purge? Uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> well, I got some news that's going to be good and bad. Uh-oh. Uh-oh. Fifty Shades of Grey people are breaking hearts right now yeah. as Charlie oh. Hunnam has dropped yeah. from the movie. Yeah. 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 So there's... Um, but for good reasons. Well, it just seems... Did you hear the reason? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Scheduling. Yeah. yeah. Scheduling is worked Sons out... Sons is more important than Fifty Shades. Come Scheduling on is worked out before contracts are signed. Yeah. So Charlie I'm, Hunnam didn't like the heat. That's right. I think that's exactly what it is. And he was looking for an out because he knew shit was going to hit the fan my, real hard, real fast. My daughter, and I'll point out my daughter is 20. Okay. She is an adult. <laughs> my daughter was excited about the prospect. Not not that she's read the books. I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure she hasn't read the books, but she want uh-huh. she was she likes sons she okay shush it's my daughter she likes sons a lot she's of course in love with jacks okay uh-huh. so she was anxious just to see him in that and i thought it said look his career is blowing up he doesn't need to do porn yet mm-hmm. <laughs> and anybody who thinks that that movie is not going to be a soft core porn is fooling themselves I, that's why people want to see it yeah <laughs> i stand by my prediction that it is this generation's nine and a half weeks it will be. It'll be as received as nine and a half weeks was in the eighties. Now, did you hear who the one of the prospects to take Hunnam's spot? No, Alexander Skarsgård. Really? Yeah, he is not a Christian sure. Grey. I I never read the books. I have no idea. Uh, neither have I. Holy crap! <laughs> 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 Damn it! <laughs> oh, uh, shitty little light on the. Uh... <laughs> okay, I read about eighty pages of it, and I haven't finished it. Look at his it. bookshelf. Look at his bookshelf. Star Wars. Star Wars. Star Wars. What's that one on the end there? Right? <laughs> Shades of gray. <laughs> Actually, it's on my phone. <laughs> Damn it! <laughs> <laughs> You've lost so much cred. <laughs> Can we change the damn topic? No. <laughs> so Skarsgård, huh? Skarsgård is not a Christian Grey. Christian Grey is this young entrepreneur who's come into millions of dollars because of uh, it starts with a family, but he builds it beyond that. Why? Why not Skarsgård? You read the book and. The way it describes Christian Grey, it is not a blonde, six and a half foot tall guy. It's not. Oh, yeah, but, Hun- okay, Hunnam's not six foot tall, but he's blonde. Eh. Hair dye. It's Hollywood. They can make anybody look and like hey, anything. You don't mess with Eric Northman, okay? <laughs> I, I agree with you there. I agree with you there. <laughs> See, unfortunately, the first time I saw Eric, uh, Alexander Skarsgård was in True Blood. So then I turn around and watch Generation Kill. Oh, yeah. I'm watching that right now. And it's hard to go, what's what's Eric doing out in the desert? <laughs> it's the sun. <laughs> but, I uh, found it. Um, I, I, I had a hard time um, hating him 
in Straw Dogs. Yeah, uh, that's I, true. I had a hard time hating him in that. And I almost shed a tear when he got blowed up in Battleship. <laughs> Battleship? <sighs> Battleship. You, you watched that? Yes. See, and you know what? I went you, into it going, oh, this is going to be awful. And it, no. it's not great, but it is fun. Where did you watch this movie? Um, on the movie network. Oh, I was going to say, if you went to the No, I didn't go to the theaters. Absolutely not. Oh, okay. When I saw that the missiles look like pegs in the trailer, I'm like, okay, I'll wait for that one. <laughs> <laughs> but it was better than I expected. Yeah. It is a fun action flick. The more you uh, go give see, it that. The more you watch that, the more it just encourages people to make shitty movies like that. Mm-hmm. Stop it. It's all your fault. <laughs> yeah. Okay. It's all my fault. <laughs> Next, we're going to sure. have Barrel of Monkeys. The movie in 3D IMAX. <laughs> Wasn't it called Rise of the Planet of the Apes? <laughs> sort of. <laughs> there you go. Snakes and Ladders. Oh, uh, 47. I would go see that. Snakes and Ladders? Oh, yeah. Planet of the Apes? Snakes. Or, I mean, bar- Barrel of Monkeys? That's kind of like Sick snakes on the plane. Motherfucking snakes on these <laughs> motherfucking ladders. <laughs> Okay, yeah, I'm just checking IMDb real quick on Fifty Shades, and there is no male cast now. Okay. <laughs> no, there, there's. I think they have a handful of guys that they they want as uh, Christian Gray, and as I think Skarsgård, his name was feared prominently on the on the the wish list. And there's a couple of uh, guys that they have looked at in the past, and. When I think when Charlie Hunnam came up, they said, "Hey, get out of here! We got, we got." <laughs> hey, it. hey, are you still available? <laughs> <laughs> Hello. Yeah, why would not so. you answer our phone calls? Yeah, so <laughs> I know why. And there's also a rumor floating around that uh, Gordon Joseph Lovett's going to be Ant Man. Yeah, but he has come out and denied it. Uh, now that movie's guys, not supposed to come out until after Avengers Two, right? They pushed it back. Yeah. Okay. He's one of those people, he came out and he said, my career is wide open, so if you don't hear me say it, then it's not true. Yeah. So. Yeah, there was uh, one other actor, I can't remember. Paul who, Rudd. That's it. Yeah. He, he would be that good. would be a good one. Yeah. That would be a good one. I, I'd like him there. I, I'm a big fan of his. Yeah. He's, he always seems to stand out. Yeah. The uh, the irredeemable Ant-Man. Yeah. That, would, that would be a good, that's going to be a fun little flick. One other little tidbit of casting news. I mentioned this to you via text. For Kevin's movie, Tusk. Yes. The, the dark and twisted walrus movie. We found out who is playing the man in the in the walrus suit. Okay, Michael Parks as the old man who hires him. Charlie Hunnam. <laughs> Justin Long. Oh, no way. Justin Long. And I told you, I called that. <laughs> because it said Smith put that contest out on his uh, uh, the Quick Stop app. Right, and it. I never saw anything. No, it stopped because it said, as soon as as I think you told me about the app, I went out there and I looked at it and I went on on to Smith's Twitter and I went, Justin Long. And that was the end of that. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, there's Kevin going, oh, Mike. Mike said, Justin, we got to get Justin. But Mike's now going to be, it could be in a wanted, on a missing person's poster in the back. That was was the the prize. It It was a contest to... Name the guy that is going to be in the scoot. If you won the contest, you your face would be on the milk curtain as one of the uh, as a missing per. You would be, I think it's a uh, accredited non-acting yeah. uh, 
featured non- extra on uh, on Tusk. Non, non non acting, non speaking. Yeah, yeah. You, you would, I like that. Yeah, you would be. It would be your picture, probably your Twitter picture. On uh, all these uh, missing uh, persons posters. Oh, God. I hope it's not the same one you have on your Facebook. Shut up. (laughs) (laughs) They'll know why you're missing if they're looking at that milk garden. (laughs) No. no, uh, We've been uh, chewing up a lot of time here. We don't have a lot of time for our weekly discussion. Speaking of Ant-Man, yeah, that was my segue. (laughs) We can recast Justice League now. Yes. Now, only one person. Has posted on the Facebook page. Oh, and I think it was one of us. Oh. <laughs> SpongeBob is Aquaman. Yes, that was me. Aha, see. <laughs> well, come on, he's already got the powers. You save on the effects. All right, come on. Okay, I think we can take this as an indicator of the uh, interest yeah. or lack thereof <laughs> for possibly. a JLA movie. Which is surprising. Yep. I uh, I don't know. I think a lot of people got snake bit off uh, Superman. Uh, and they know that it's not going to be uh, Bale as Batman. So, so you know what I say? Let's let's just hold on to this discussion. It will be sitting on it a while, but let's see how Man of Steel two pulls out, well, and maybe the maybe the hype will start rolling a little bit more coming off of that. Yeah, I, I, I think it's it just because everybody how and their good. grandmother's going to see Man of Steel two. Yeah, no That's, matter no matter how much they hate on Affleck, the, everybody's gonna see it. Just either they're going to a like it or b say, "Aha, see, I told you he would suck." But the problem and, is, how many of those people that are hating on it and hating on it, how many of them are actually gonna go see it? All of them. You think so? All of them. Yeah. Do you think? Because they want to be right. I don't know. If there's. I do uh, agree with that. I, I've heard yeah. this debate somewhere else recently where they got all these people that just ransack a flick or a TV show or whatever on the internet. Did you actually watch it? Well, no. Well, okay, yeah. So okay. you have that, but I, I would, I would, I, yes. I, when it I comes would, to a movie yeah, the, of, with the amount of flack this movie's getting already. So when it does come out, the only critics I will even, I even want to listen to, you better show me your ticket stub. Yeah. Because if you don't watch it, your opinion does not count. Yeah, if you don't vote, you can't bitch. Right. What are we voting on? Uh, <laughs> Batman Affleck. for president. <laughs> Batman for president or Affleck as Batman? Now, wait a second. Because <laughs> if Affleck's Batman, I got my vote pick for president. <laughs> <laughs> so you're saying Batfleck won't do a good job as a president? President? Yeah. Oh, good God, no. No? No. Why not? Because... Or it is. He's a good public speaker. That is true. Yep. So is Barack. Yeah, that's true. Well, it's not his fault what's going on down there right now. Uh, (laughs) Crumble, crumble. What's going on over there? Nothing. We don't want to touch this one. We don't want to get into that. (laughs) We'll touch movies and religion, but get away from politics. (laughs) Especially not our politics. (laughs) Yeah, good point. We don't vote, so we don't get a voice. That's right. (laughs) <laughs> okay, so should we even go into this discussion? I, I, I say I say we shelve it. You want to want to throw a couple out? I really didn't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> Thanksgiving has kind of really thrown everything off, didn't it? Yeah, yeah the turkey reset button. Yeah, that's, uh, is that all that tryptophan just wiped everything out? Like roofies. Yeah, that's really <laughs> Turkey roofies. <laughs> we got more conversation on four out of five dentists recommending our show. Than <laughs> on, the, 
on the JLA. Well, I, I, I stand behind my comment that this shows the interest in the JLA movie. Yeah, I, you may, there may be something there, absolutely. Yeah. Now, you said we got we got more action on Star Wars just because okay. it's awesome. <laughs> okay, I, I don't have any. <laughs> yeah, see? Yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, if we don't have a topic, we can talk about Star Wars. <laughs> I'm always up for that. Oh, yep, no. Yeah. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Back in your hole. That was nothing. That was nothing. <laughs> so, there is a rumor. Uh oh. I was never there. Well, you probably uh, would be interested in this. Uh, I think it was. Uh, um, don't look at me, dude. No, no, no. no. Um, if you're stalling Cumberbatch. for time, it's working. Cumberbatch. Cumberbatch was on the sh- the, the uh, Norton Graham show. Norton, yes, with Harrison Ford. And Harrison Ford is, he's saying that he's not tied with the... Uh, he's not officially signed yet. For number seven. Ford? Yeah. That's what Ford said on Graham Norton, a big talk show in, in the UK. So and Cumberbatch was with him and he said, come on, you can talk about it. So Cumberbatch must be in... Cumberbatch and he knows that Ford is supposed to be in, but Ford, for some reason, doesn't want to say. Yep. At least we think that's what he was trying to say. It's Harrison Ford. You can't understand a word no. coming out of his mouth. Sure, you can. Sure. I did. I did tweet Garmin after listening to that though, because he sounded an awful like like he was doing an Ozzy Osbourne impression. <laughs> that's true. It did sound like that. <laughs> Let's see here. No. So, um, how does that make you feel? It still says rumored. Well, I always, rumored. See, yeah, I I read an interview way back in the long ago that said this was after uh, Last so, Crusade, uh, right? Okay, yeah. that was great. Temple of Doom, not so much. Last Crusade, awesome. Oh, okay. We're gonna start arguing Indiana Jones. Uh, don't bring him up if you don't want to talk about it. Okay, okay. <laughs> this is. I, I saw this meme and I had to had to agree with it. It was uh, Amy Farrah Fowler on Big Bang Theory last week. Yeah, talking about Indiana Jones was not necessary for uh, Raiders of the Lost Ark to happen. He really played no, no actual point in the plot. Nope. The not either way, the Nazis would have found the Ark, would have opened it, would have all died. Yep. Whether he was involved or not. Yeah, that's true. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> that is very true. <laughs> that was easy. <laughs> That is actually very, very true, yeah. Now, I did argue that uh, the, the Nazis would have found it, yes, but the, it would have taken them a lot longer to find it. Okay, you needed Indiana Jones to actually hand art to well, the no, Nazis. Because, yes. Because, but the only reason it would have taken them a lot longer is because they were using the wrong stick. Remember? Yeah, but they the never would have figured it out that it was the wrong stick. Right. You needed Indiana Jones to actually hand the Nazis the arc. Yeah. Like he did. Right. So, yeah, if he wasn't in there... It would have been a lot longer, or they wouldn't have happened at all. Bigger holes in the desert. They they weren't really that far off from the main dig site. Uh, It was only like say maybe six seven hundred yards. Yeah, it wasn't that far off. Yeah, but they they, what are those guys doing up there? See, that's not that far away. (laughs) Yeah, but they they were going the other way. (laughs) They're digging away from where they were. Yeah, so it may not have happened at all. So it's actually, debatable. Indy is very crucial to that movie. 
if, yeah, Amy, if Amy Indiana was Jones alive. wasn't there to hand the ark over to the Nazis, mm-hmm. yes, Indy was good for the movie. Then the Nazi. Okay, well, then that, the little, your love of little, Ford is blinding you. I'm not blinded. The man's a god. <laughs> <laughs> Discussion <laughs> over. <laughs> he did an interview after Last Crusade where he said, of all the characters he's ever played, he would love to do Indiana Jones again. All right, this is before Crystal Skull, and probably would have changed his mind. <laughs> yeah, he'd actually read the script. I never did watch that one. <sighs> oh, you, you, you I, said I, I, right off the hop with that one, the Crystal Skull when he climbs into the fridge and survives a nuclear fucking <laughs> blast. <laughs> I just went, okay, reality, we don't need you for the next two hours. We'll just shove you over here. Go do a crossword or something. <laughs> <laughs> you have no reason to be watching this. So. <laughs> That could happen. Bullshit. <laughs> In what reality are you uh, thinking? It'd have to be like made of pure lead. Well, yeah, because all the fridges in the 50s were lead lined, solid, you know, crips. Not solid <laughs> crips. <laughs> you can't deny that. <laughs> yeah, but they also walked so he wouldn't have been able to get out and he would have suffocated and died. You try moving one of those fridges around from the 50s. You can't do it. Especially these days when they're no longer around. Exactly. Well, yeah. <laughs> but he said of all the characters he disliked the most, Harrison Ford was one of them because he felt there was no depth to that character. Harrison Ford? He... Yes. Harrison Ford had no depth whatsoever. <laughs> Damn it. Han Solo had no depth. What? Like he, had, he had no... The scruffy nerf herder, the irascible I rebel. Know, I know. I'm With telling the heart you, of Harry, gold. read a book. You read a book on Harrison, on Han Solo, and the, the character has Harrison, so much more depth. You just, I just flipping him around. Yeah, he got me fired up now. <laughs> <laughs> he could survive that explosion. Damn it. Han could. Han Indy, could. Have. Han could. Have. Oh man, Han could do everything. Absolutely. The Han Shoot Solo first. luck. No. Yes. No. Yes. Wait. Yes. <laughs> I thought you were trying to get my goat. It's duck season. <laughs> Rabbit season. That's exactly it. <laughs> I was so on the defensive there. <laughs> Whatever you say, I okay. deny it. Let's just, just clear the air, Rob. Clear the air. Who shot first? Han shot first. All right. Thank you. <laughs> Damn it. <laughs> I'm still not right from the whole Fifty Shades conversation, okay? It's just messed up my entire night. <laughs> oh, nice little scrambler. <laughs> yes. So that's what Harry said. <laughs> anyway. <laughs> You two go on. <laughs> <laughs> breathe, Mike. Breathe. <laughs> I didn't think it was going to work. <laughs> I refuse to answer any more questions about anything for anything. <laughs> then you have to go to work in an hour. <laughs> they better not call because I'm not answering. <laughs> Uh, okay, and you know what? I kind of posted a little subtopic on the Facebook page already. <laughs> really? And Jeff's going to know what I'm talking about when I say, you can't watch those. Uh-oh. My little blurb that I put up, it says, okay, you're on a desert island with enough power to run your DVD player for three movies. What would they be? 
Oh. Do you know what Mr. Smarty Pants puts down? <laughs> National Geographic's raft building made easy. <laughs> the survivalists do it yourself. Safety flares, pros and cons, and Heidi. <laughs> that sounds about right. <laughs> Those aren't movies. <laughs> One of them is. Heidi. <laughs> Jeff. <laughs> <laughs> I like that topic, though. That's, that's a good one. <laughs> yeah, man, Jeff got a hold of it and just messed it all up. <laughs> Son of a gun. <laughs> hey, that, which brings to mind, uh, you, you naturally, you've probably seen Castaway. I've seen that one. Did you ever hear what, and this was, there's only an audio clip from a press conference from the, I can't remember if it's the director or the producer. They asked him, so what was in that last package? Did you ever, you never heard that? No. No. Solar powered satellite cell phone. Oh, <laughs> son of a god. Damn it. Opened them all but one. <laughs> well, because it's against the law, you know. Should have started with that one first. Oh, yeah. We got to. Uh... <laughs> What's our timing? Uh, long? <laughs> yes. There's a shock. <laughs> well, two, three minutes of <laughs> butt custom laughter. <laughs> well, I, okay. Let's get the, uh, the the plug nonsense out of the way first. <laughs> <laughs> then we'll go with the wrap up. What have you learned today? Well, one of Rob gets easily confuzzled <laughs> when you make fun of Charlie Hunnam and Harrison Ford. <laughs> And then catch him reading a book <laughs> that isn't a Star Wars novel. <laughs> <That's>, well, <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, so who's got plugs? I know both you guys should have a plug in your heads. I should have a plug in head? No, you I'm should not. have a plug in your mind, both of you. Uh, yeah. Really? Yeah. What? Don't you have a Halloween party coming up that you might want to tell people about? Do I? <laughs> <laughs> Your wife is gonna slap you silly. <laughs> well, yeah. If you're in, in, if you're in the Chatham area on Saturday, October 26th, we will be hosting our seventh annual Halloween bash at the former Chatham CAW Hall, now known as the Chatham Chatham Banquet Hall. I think it's called yep. on Merritt Avenue. Ten dollars a head. Uh, good food, pulled pork every year. Always, always. A I'm sorry, pull your what? Whoa, whoa! Not hey. that kind of party. Oh, dude. never mind. Okay. I, well, you know it does fit with my costume. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> damn it! Now I want to go. <laughs> you should. It, we, we, it's a good party. Yeah, it is. I've gone a couple times, and it's always a great time. So that's Saturday, October 26th. There you go. Come on out. Have a good time. Yep. Excellent. It's for uh, a charity event. Too. Yes. Uh, yeah. All profits go to um, Hope for Hope, I think it's called. It's a little girl who's like a young, very young child dealing with, I think, a cancer or leukemia, something along those lines. Oh. I can't remember the specific details, but... Yeah, hope for hope. I'm pretty sure it's called. Good that he's well informed on his charity over there. I'm, I'm not as involved in the party this year as I usually am, just because I've got a lot on my plate. So what else is on your plate? Uh, school, 
Oh, yeah, that's right. <laughs> We're still learning and uh, a lot of boat flooring. Um, so that, you know, builds up. And plus, school's hey, just been a lot heavier. Mike helped you with that when you got here. <laughs> if you're looking for flooring, look down. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's true. That's the best place to start. And then, you know, there's well everything involved with the pod. Um, and, my, of course, the short film. Yeah. Which yes. I am trying to organize a weekend of shooting. All right. Um, I, got, I, I want to talk to you guys about dates, so. Okay. Uh, is she cute? Not that kind of date. Oh, damn it. No, okay. the, front, the dried fruit. <laughs> oh. oh mm. Speaking of raiders, bad dates. <laughs> <laughs> and what about you there, Jack? Actually, no real plugs. But we do have some shooting times coming up. Uh, uh, Actually, yeah. Uh, 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 really? Uh, okay. What kind of plug have I got? Um, the CK Cosplay? <gasps> Damn. Christina uh, with a K is going to kick your butt. Wow. I guess I will need that date. <laughs> <laughs> that's right. We got that coming up in January. Uh-huh. Now, that's going to be a blast. Yes, it is. Anybody knows anything about cosplay? Well, this is cause, C-A-U-S-E. Oh, I saw what you did there. Yes, yeah, cosplay. And it's going to be for the Lung Association, nice. which has that's to cool. do with lungs. See, I know about my charity. <laughs> <laughs> don't, don't rub it in, dude. <laughs> this but, is not uh, nice. January 18th is the target date we're looking at. Uh, there's a Facebook page on it. CK Cosplay, Facebook.com, whatever. It's on Facebook. Yeah, it should be easy to find. Yep. And uh, the way it's looking is we're going to have tons of games going on, board games, card games, everything. Uh, we could. Uh, you could throw a link up on the uh, Facebook.com Backslash uh, the Movie Madhouse page. That is a great idea. And uh, if people are interested in uh, participating, what the hell? That's our time limit, man. Oh, That's our okay. first <laughs> soundboard there. Oh, my God. I didn't touch the soundboard today. Oh, you didn't. Damn. <laughs> Get him talking about Fifty Shades. And I know. This this. Well, he, said he, 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 he got all flustered with his uh, Minions uh, ringtone. and. Bah, 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 <laughs> bah, bah, but yeah, um, I will get that set up, and actually, it'd be kind of neat to have a uh, podcast from that location. Yeah, that could be kind of. Do you have a location yet? Uh, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> so you got an event, but you don't have a spot for it yet. Yeah, we'll have it out in the yard or something. I don't know. In the middle of, <laughs> in the January. Middle of January, sure. Uh, uh, pass. No, we're working on a, a hot theme. Is yeah, that everybody, yeah, everybody comes as wampas and hot themes. Tauntauns. I'll be a tauntaun. They're warm on the inside. They smell terrible, though. Guess I won't need that day anymore. Robot chicken, the tauntaun makes the sound of ruffle, 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 ruffle. Tauntauns are cute. Sure. On the outside. Yes. No, not even on the outside. No, no, no. But yeah, and then uh, we're shooting November 10th at uh, Club Lentinas. Yeah. We're going to need extras for that. Um, I think that's it for us. That's that's it for JX3. Yeah. I got a GWN in Hamilton November 24th. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, said I'll, I can throw a link up on the, uh, the Facebook page as well. If anybody's interested or in the area, want to come out and catch the show. That would be cool. Yeah. Uh, come on out. Say hi. And uh, I think that's about it for what I got going on. Huh? Yeah. yeah. All righty. Yeah. So, uh, you know what? I, I, I want to kind of sort of beg something here. 
I really want feedback from people. Like, I really like to know uh, yeah. what people are thinking. Like, I, it's great you're listening. We love that. Just give us an opinion. Talk to us. You know, got to give us requests. Whatever. Yep. Uh, you can always reach us by email at themoviemadhouse at gmail dot com. Yeah. Jay's firsthand knowledge. Requests work out really well. <laughs> That's true too. Yeah. Yep. He said, "If you if you uh, put in a request, we will probably happily bump Jay off for you." And yep. uh, hey, oh. dude, we only have three mics. Okay. Yeah, I, <laughs> so, I and we have laptops in front of us. <laughs> so you're important, Jay. You're important. Thanks. Yeah. <laughs> I know. Jeez. Okay. Right, start crying. <laughs> Yeah, so uh, the focus isn't on me, so I'm happy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I see what you did there. Yeah. It's called shifting the heat. <laughs> <laughs> All right, you can also find us on uh, iTunes, and if you do happen to find us on iTunes, if you just uh, leave us a nice five star rating and a, a review, that makes it a lot easier for us to uh, be found by your other your other friends and family and people you don't like and you want to inflict us upon them and absolutely <laughs> yeah we're good for that yeah yeah we're good as a revenge pod oh yeah yeah <laughs> so we'll kill an hour of somebody's day yeah <laughs> easily and if they haven't watched us up until now we can kill 16 hours that's right yeah. watched us uh-huh. that's another well, thing <gasps> oh well played sir even though you have no clue what you did <laughs> thank you thank you very much so where are we and what are we doing? About <laughs> Sounds this? like a beaver thing. Yeah. <laughs> Beavers. Be- Never mind. Okay. That's scouting. Yeah. Okay. Anyway, we are reshooting our pilot episode tomorrow. Oh. Not that that matters because if you listen to this in a week and a half, it will have been before. Yes. Yep. But uh, we are reshooting it. Hopefully a much better feel this time. We're going to keep the footage because... Uh, I've spoken to one of our listeners, Andre, and he desperately wants to see it. <laughs> so once we get out there, then we'll definitely put it up. It's just not what we want. That'll be from the vault. Yes. Nope, nope. It's just not what we want our first appearance to Did be. Did you ever fix that loose step on the when you're going down in the vault? Uh, sort of. There's a milk carton there. Okay. Yeah. I think it has, still has all the sides. <laughs> Safety first. That's please. right. <laughs> Might be there a while. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we better wrap so, it up. Uh, yeah, well, you gotta, just got to finish where you can find us. Don't forget Stitcher. The oh, Stitcher yeah. app oh, and yes. the Jaysomon Podcast Network. Mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Facebook. Facebook.com slash movie, The Movie Madhouse. The Movie Madhouse, all one word. Uh, iTunes. Uh, email address. Uh, www.themoviemadhouse.com. Absolutely. Bum, bum, bum. All right, I guess uh, so for another week. I'm Jason. I'm Rob. I'm Mike. We'll talk to you next week. <laughs> I was awesome. You think so? I do. Except for that little starlick pit drop at the end. <laughs> hey, he gets out. Boba gets out. That's They have, an, they have officially announced that, too, in the canon. Well... Mm-hmm. I said I, I I was a fan of the robot chicken uh, episode where they had Boba Fett fall into the the Sarlacc pit, and it was quite entertaining actually. I don't think I saw that one. Oh, you you have to look it up. Now I'm going to. Yeah, show's over. Yep. <laughs> no, <laughs> no. <laughs> we still have two more two more shows to do. Oh, all right. But I am looking it up. Oh yeah, this is another one. The robot chicken one. I'm really uh, a fan of is the giraffe and quicksand. Oh, 
yes, the denial, the, yeah. the, all the stages, yeah. yes. And there's a Star Wars one that I'm fond of, too, for Robot Chicken. It's with Lando on Bespin. Oh, no, I haven't seen oh. that one. Yeah, the deal keeps getting worse and worse. You got to check that one out. Okay. I actually saw a meme on Flash on Flashback Fridays uh, on Facebook. <laughs> it, yeah. We're not. This is not a video podcast. I know. I know. Messing it up all over. Oh man, Dave's gonna fire us. Haven't had that in a while. No, we haven't. No, we're, we're hitting all our memes. Yes, <laughs> but this one it's called. Uh, this deal keeps getting worse, and it's got a picture of Darth Vader and a Star Trek dude. Oh, I know. And it says, take J.J. Abrams to my shuttle. Goes, but you said you'd leave him here to direct Star Trek 3. <laughs> yeah. Okay. How What's, about our next episode? What do we do? What are we listening to? Seeing Ride 25. Oh. This is from June of 2013. It's called After the Honeymoon. The honeymoon period never lasts long no, enough. No, it doesn't. It le- leads directly into the knifey stabby uh well, it's even, even with sex, I guess there's three types of sex. There's honeymoon sex, there's married sex, and then there's hallway sex. Pass each other in the hallway, say, fuck you. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Oh, there's explicit tag. Oh, Dave, are we allowed to use that on this one? <sighs> well, Big red flag went up on that one. <laughs> yeah, sorry, Dave. <laughs> okay, seeing red 25. <laughs> on a later note. <laughs> this one says, the trio is back after Rebecca and Aaron's wedding. I didn't know they were married. Yeah. I'm listening to the show. I did not know. Okay. Um, Aaron's wedding and honeymoon as Dave's vacation. Uh, They return with stories of what went on before the wedding, and Dave brings in a honeymoon weird news bit. Then the gang gets into a debate over the forthcoming, ooh, I believe this is supposed to be PS4 versus the Xbox One. He has PS3. Yeah. With guest background host Lacey Montoya. Someone piping in in the background, I'm guessing. We have that pain. Yes, we do. <laughs> Our little Christina with a K. <laughs> little. <laughs> Literally. So you got to look down because if you look eye height, you miss her. Oh, completely. Yeah. yeah like I always say, you got to hand it to short people. Yeah. Otherwise, they'd never reach it. That's right. <laughs> anyway, better get on with it. <laughs> I'm glad she's still sleeping. Oh, yeah. You're much safer. Here we go. Seeing Red 25 after the honeymoon. Hey, boys and girls, welcome to Scene Red. I am David K. Montoya. Hello. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren. And I'm Aaron Oak. We are finally back together. Last time I seen you guys, we were at the wedding. Trial. Yeah. And uh, then I went on vacation, and you guys went off and did your little honeymoon thing. And uh, so now, Trial. from what I understand from Aaron, there, you got some good stories to tell. Yeah. So where do you want to start? I don't Trial. know if they're good. Juicy. Um, sorta. What stories? Trial. The, the whole hospital thing. Remember that ordeal? Oh. Yeah. Okay, let's start from the top. Why? Trial. Why did you go to the hospital? Well, everybody knows. No, nah, I don't think everybody knows on here, but everybody knows my personal life. Trial. Uh, I get these really severe migraines, and um, when I do, it's just like overbearing with pain, so she's like, you know what, screw Trial. all the shit. You're he turns like green sometimes, like, he's like dizzy and stuff, I'm like, you're in the hospital, let's go. Trial. So we went, we were originally going to go to St. Mary's, but they were completely packed, like, 
There was no sitting spot. Right. People were standing up. And for the listeners, just to know, that's where I work, is at St. Mary's. Go ahead. You weren't working there that night. (laughs) Anyway, we went to the... To Victor Valley and Trial. there weren't nearly as many people there. Barely any people there, right? And I got seen one time. Okay. Trial. Yeah, about four and a half hours later. Yeah, but they see him. She's like, "What's wrong with you? Have you ever had Trial. high blood pressure? And have you ever taken medicine? And it's not." And she's like, "Okay, the doctor's gonna come call you in a minute." Mm-hmm. Never called. Four and a half hours later, they were like, "Oh, uh, you're fifth. You're fifth on the list. Fifth people on the who got there after us were leaving." Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. I have Molina. Now, Molina, Molina's a good insurance, yeah. Yeah. It's one of the Trial. best ones for the people who have Medi-Cal or whatever. Right. Molina's one of the best. It has better doctors. Trial. Hmm. So, they hooked you up finally? No, they... We I, left. I left. I, I got mad and tore the wristband off. I was like, I'm not going to put up with this shit. Like, <laughs> It's got a temper. Uh, I was just like, you know what? I don't even care. I know for a fact that St. Mary's puts people in and out like nothing. Right. Usually so by the time forever to discharge you though. Yeah, and it, they they had me in there, and then they were running some tests. And they Two were three like, hours there. But they got Trial. everything there. They gave me a shot and they gave me some pills to like help relax my body, and they subscribed me some stuff. And Trial. Now, one thing you didn't mention is that you have an issue with blood pressure. Yeah. They gave me a shot for my high blood pressure. And the high blood pressure is what was causing the headache. They don't know that. They they don't they know stress. that for sure, but they were like... It's, it's not high enough where it should cause them to have headaches like that. Mm. They think it's stressed with the high blood pressure and the lack of sleep. Trial. And the lack of eating and the lack of water. Combined with bad eyesight <laughs> and me squinting all the time. So. Well, speaking of bad eyesight, um, I have to go to the DMV on Tuesday... And I have to retake my eye test, my vision test. Now, mind you, the last time I had a pair of new glasses was in 2007. So I was, I hadn't even turned 30 yet. I was still 29. I'm 36. These are the same glasses that I had. So I'm a little concerned. I don't know what you're concerned for. DMV loves you. (laughs) <laughs> okay, jumping back to the more important questions. What does it feel like to be married? Trial. The same? Yeah. It's not like uh, people think it's like, oh Trial. yeah, it, it's like you're in for life, like you lose your affection. It's like, no. Some people may think that it's like, oh yeah, well maybe Trial. if we get married, we'll love each other even more. It's like, I already know I love her. Like, it's not even a question out of my mind. It's funny because, like I was telling you guys, because you you were away and I was out doing my thing, so we weren't able to get together last week. So I remastered the very first podcast we did, and I listened to it. And there was a comment that you made that you said, you know, you'd love her until the day you die. Mm. And I was actually reflecting back on the physical conversation, and I remember rolling my eyes yeah. You remember that? Yeah. And now we jump forward six Trial. months, and here you guys are. You're married. Yeah. So th- there you go. It, it's just kind of validates what you were saying mm. back then. So that's pretty cool. It was fun, though. It was a very fun weekend. It was. Trial. It was, uh, 
It was crazy, to say the least. <laughs> it was an adventure. Yeah, it was. Definitely. Try. I don't want to see alcohol for a long, long time. Like, when everybody was gone, it was just me and him. We tried to, like, go in the bathtub and, like, drink. Uh-huh, just kind of you and... <laughs> and I just got so sick. I could... I, the water was so hot. I was dehydrated Try. from drinking so much. Trying to drink more. Just a little sip. Trial. It was, like, it was not a even... little sip. I, I drank like this much of the bottle of hard alcohol, but I didn't, really, I didn't even get drunk. I was just like so sick. I was like, I gotta get out of here. I gotta take a shower. I gotta take a cold shower now. Now, they never fixed the, the AC? No. Now, I was only in the room once. Trial. If you want to call it a room. Or to some, it would be like an apartment. Yeah, it was like a, it was like a one bedroom, like apartment That thing was huge. Yeah. yeah, it was like a studio apartment. It was just, and and I only walked in, you know, kind of took uh, Zoe where Trial. Lacey was walking. Mm-hmm. I didn't even see the whole thing, but <clears throat> it was so weird because Trial. the bathroom was big, but like there was a long hallway from the toilet. Like it was all by itself. In the back, it was weird. But. They, but, never, they never fixed it, so the guy ended up giving us $50 trial. for food. Oh, really? Yeah, because they mm-hmm. didn't fix it for us, so he gave us $50 to go to that place that Lacey and Mom went where they got steak. Where did you go? International House of Pancakes. No, it was no. International Pancake, Pancake House. House. Yeah. Why? Well, got all the words in our discussion. <laughs> yeah, I mean, trial. we my had mom's this big gonna old say, discussion me, about it, Me and my mom were talking about it, she's, she's like, we went to IHOP. She said International House of Pancakes. I'm like, that's IHOP. She goes, yeah. I was like, you went to IHOP? She's like, no. I'm like, Trial. IHOP is International House Pancakes. Right. She went to the pa- the International House Pancakes. I was like, Mom. <laughs> I was like, IHOP. She's like, it's not IHOP. I'm like, oh, my God. And then I was like, I went on the internet. I'm like, you know, I'm all original pancake house. She goes, yeah. I'm like, wow. Trial. Um, for myself, it was it was a great experience, um, you know, just having that opportunity to be a part of that wedding. Trial. And I thank both of you for allowing me. It was... Uh, it was funny because when I walked in with uh, Zoe and Lace was in front of me, I seen Rebecca. Now, Aaron was over at his mom's house, yes? Yeah. During the time. Rebe- Rebecca was sitting in this chair, and she just had this look about her, which I don't think I've ever seen Trial. in the 25 years that she's been alive. And it was a look between frightened, Trial. concerned, stressed out, and possibly hung over, all in one just wow. one look. I think that's anybody that's hung over. <laughs> no, it was everything. It was it was being hung over, and then uh, I was stressed. Not to mention that Trial. one of my friends, bitch. But yeah, I tell you about that one girl, the girl with the red hair, Nicole. It's a podcast. Share. She did. She sat there Trial. for two hours doing her own makeup. Okay. And I told them, I was like, when you guys come, you guys can help everybody get ready. And, and, and my mm-hmm. friends were like, yeah, sure, it's fine, you know. They had right. a pre or... Like, Talk about this pre-ahead of time, like pre-agreement, you know. And she said there were two hours in her home makeup. And then she did... I told her help. Okay, she tried Trial. to curl the bangs in his hair. She couldn't do it. So I had to put somebody else on that. Right. Try, try to have... Yeah. No. Uh, uh, no, that, not that, that's a different one. Trial. Talk about the red-headed girl. Nicole G. Yeah, she was into your makeup? Yes. Oh. No, uh, supposed to do my hair. Your hair, yeah. She couldn't um, curl Stephanie's hair. She didn't know how to do it. I'm like, are you fucking Trial. serious? You are a cosmetologist and you can't curl hair? Now, she she was 
in the school with you, right? Yeah. Trial. Okay, but this isn't the worst part. Okay. She after this, we go back to his mom's house, right, for the reception. She has a nerve to sit there and say, "It's nice to sit down and eat after being someone's slave all day long." Me and Fantasia dropped our like our fork and we're like, we looked Trial. at her like together, like dead on. I saw her head go with my head at the same time. Me and her are like, what? And he's all, what the fuck did you say? She's like, yeah, I was being a slave all day. Long. I was like, oh, you were a fucking slave all day? And I got so mad. And she got scared. She's like, I'm just kidding. Me and Fantasia jumped all over her because she had the nerve to say that she was being a slave all day long. Doing nothing but fucking eating people's food, getting a free room to stay, drinking other people's alcohol they paid for. I will never take her anywhere ever again. I was going to say. She drank our alcohol that was for us and gave it to other people. Yeah. Without our permission or consent. And she didn't even spend it. We, oh, we went to the buffet. Mm-hmm. And she wouldn't even buy her own food because she couldn't spend money on it. Trial. And that's what I was going to say is, now, you guys are still friends or is that friendship over? I, we went to we went over to Michelle Fantasia's house to get his ears pierced because I got his ears pierced for him for uh-huh. graduating. Trial. Congratulations on that, by the way. Thank you. And... Me and Fantasia, me and Fantasia and Michelle were talking about it. We're like, yeah. Trial. I was like, I was hoping like after the whole ordeal, she wouldn't be my friend anymore. But I was like, I just couldn't get rid of her. She keeps talking to me for some reason. Really? Because supposedly, oh, this is another good one. She has a tattoo. She's 20 years old. And. Trial. She has a tattoo. And it's on her arm. She's had it for two years since she was 18. She got it. Right. Trial. Her mom doesn't, her mom doesn't, no one knows about it. She, she like go all the way down to here, like mid arm, like. Mid upper arm. Uh-huh. She wears long sleeves around her mom for the past two years. Trial. Okay. Well, I t- she was drunk and she was wearing a tank top. I took pictures of her. I didn't realize her tattoo was showing. Was that a bathing suit or just wearing That was a bathing suit. She wore it out to the pool like that too. Yeah. Trial. Me and Michelle, because they love my bathing suit because I wear that. It's like a one piece and it kind of like hides your stomach. And they're just like, we're just like, we're like, shit. <laughs> and we're in the pool. We're like, shamu. And I was like, <laughs> I was like, oh shit, she looks like a cow. I was like, no. no way in hell. She told me she couldn't wear a dress to the wedding Trial. because she feels naked in a dress. But she feels naked? She doesn't feel naked in a two-piece bathing suit? And now, a word from our sponsors. Before 1971, a young S. Sadie Burbank could only imagine a simple American life as a loving wife and mother. That was her goal when she first married in 1959 at the age of 18, but with the wild social revolution of the 1960s, Burbank's idea of a perfect life would quickly change as she left behind her family to begin a new existence of her own. Her journey would find her on a plane headed toward her new lover, Steve, who was halfway across the world, waiting her arrival in a small bush camp in the country of Liberia. Once there, Sadie is greeted with a fascinating, strange world and plunges herself into the exotic land of the bush. But less than six months later, Sadie would realize all was not as it seemed, and Steve was not the man she fell in love with. Burbank found herself desperately seeking escape from the camp and her lover as she raced back to Robertsfield Airport, literally running for her life. Based on an unbelievably true story by S. Sadie Burbank, Red Hills, Green Vines, and Dried Monkey Meat for Dinner is a manuscript of Burbank's adventurous and deadly experience during a time filled with sex, drugs, and murder. Now available in paperback and hardback. For more information, log into www.redhills.us.
Are you looking for a new book, comic, or apparel from your favorite MythWorks or independent creators? Then you're in the right place. Introducing the all-new redesigned MythMart store. Now bigger, badder, better. Sign up and become a member and receive 10 to 50% off on selected items. Get the all-new Terry D. Shearer's Bloody Hell t-shirt, or non-members can pick up one of our e-books for only $4.95. Or go into the past and relive the 90s with MythWorks Comics Classics for $3.99. The new MythMart. Bigger, badder, better. Visit MythMart at www.mythworks.com slash MythMart. Or find us on Facebook for extra savings. Do you own a business or have an item you want to sling? Do you want a chance to reach potential customers? Do you want to make some extra cash? Then here's your chance. For $50, you can have a one to two minute commercial featured on each of our shows for an entire month. With six shows a week, that's only $2.09 per podcast. Plus, for an extra 10 bucks, your item will be placed into MythMart. So sit back and relax as they handle all stages of transactions. Contact our ad department at info at jaysamon.com. But anyways, what was I saying about... I lost my train of thought. Drive. It's okay. It was, it was an ordeal with her. Let's just say she's like, next time I go with you guys, I won't pack so much. Mom's like, there Bye. is no next time, girlfriend. <laughs> All of us were just like, every single one of me, my friends, we wanted to kill her. Really? She's grateful. Yeah. So other than that ordeal, everything was fun. We had a good time. Yeah. Trial. Was fun. I had a good time. Like I said, I don't want to see alcohol for a long time. I drank way too much. Now, I, I have to jump into a story about being too dedicated Trial. to these listeners. And you can validate this because you watched the wedding video. Yeah, I had no Trial. idea. Because I'm watching the wedding video, and I'm like, okay. And then I had no idea that my brother's in the background with his recorder like this the whole time. <laughs> Out into the aisle. Yeah. Your mom's lying to me. It was so hot in there. What, in the video? Yeah, it was. Oh, no, I don't think you can see it in the video. I'm talking about, did I see you? Stop! Try. No, I don't think you can see it in the video. Do you see me wiping my eyes with my dress? I believe, yeah. Picked up the dress in my face. Try. Now, just to update the listeners, we're actually using two microphones. And this is the first time we've used two microphones since... The very first episode. Yeah. And I figured now at this point, because Trial. you got the mechanical arm between you guys, I've, I'm actually holding the mic, so we should have no extra background noise. Yeah. But it seems like our dear friend, and I guess it's because it's episode 25, it is a mild episode, our dear friend Cody decides he's going to be a little bit extra rowdy than normal. normal. Yeah. I'm going to definitely try. Um, so, Trial. after you guys got married, how long did you stay in Nevada? We went home on Monday night. Okay. Oh, afternoon. Afternoon. 
Because we went down uh, it was, to the bakery. It was fun. I mean, try out. Awesome jerky. <laughs> yeah, I took him to Alien Jerky. He's never been there. I've never been there. It was good. Oh, and then. It is so good. I wish I could just go down there and buy jerky just to get the jerky. Trial. I gotta bring up. I gotta bring up a little rant about his family. Like, go ahead. His you whole. Know, I was gonna say. Situation with his aunt and everything. My God. I was gonna say. You know, our listeners are just dying for details. So we Trial. went to his aunt's house. We first got there. We got. We went there on what? Wednesday? Thursday. Went there Wednesday. Wednesday. Been driving all day. Nothing to eat. Nothing to drink. Hotter than a motherfucker. My air conditioner decided to go out the whole ride. Really? All day long, running around. Went to we got there. Went to his mom's house. We went down to the the jail to make a visit to see his dad. Right. And we went to get our marriage license. So you met you met his dad? Yeah. That's we, cool. No, it's not. Trial. Went to get, <laughs> went to get the marriage license. Then we went to um, his aunt's house, and she's like left us outside sitting for about an hour in the heat. Wouldn't let us go in because her dog. Might be scared of Trial. us. Wait, yeah. wait, wait. Her dog might be scared of... Her dog broke her leg, so we, she, wanted to let, she didn't want to let us go inside. We had to sit outside like little animals Trial. because her dog might be scared of us. Wow. Yeah. Imagine this is... Trial. That was his grandpa's house. Oh, really? She supposedly bought from him, but who knows what happened to the money. Hmm. You know. Then, the whole time we were there, she lectured us about... Why do we love each other? Why are we getting married? How is he going to take care of me? Obviously, I'm not a grown woman. I need someone to take care of me because I'm like 10. And like I know it's a man. A man wants to take care of their wife. It's fine. But I don't believe that when you get married, it's like, take care of me. You have to. Trial. If you have kids and the man wants to take care of you, that's fine. But what's wrong with you both working? If you want to both work, then you should both work, right? If you want to. Oh, absolutely. I don't expect Trial. someone to take care of me just because. Because if I didn't have him, I have to take care of myself. I, don't, I have no one else to do that for me, you know? Right. So I'm, I'm a firm believer in, like, taking care of yourself, supporting yourself if you can, you know? Right. I, said, I, said, I was like, what's wrong with me supporting him and him going to college? You know, there's nothing wrong with like that if you're married. It doesn't no, matter. No, not at all. We got lectured about, he, she's like, what do you like about him? What do you love about him? What's so great about him? Like, just putting him down. Trial. No, this is your aunt. This is great aunt. His great aunt. My dad's. Okay, gotcha. And it was just a lecture the whole time. And she was nice enough, but it was. She was like, to me, you don't go to someone's house. You, you don't go to someone's house as a guest and get persecuted the whole time you're there. <clears throat> so it sounds like the trial. How do I? Explain I think this? she had it in her mind that that our family was white trash. Trial. Because she thinks his family's white trash. Oh, really? So she assumed we'd be white trash. I think that's what it was. I really believe that. And she had an air about her at first, but I, Trial. I have not. Okay, her fucking bag is from Walmart. I have a $800 purse I carry around. She carries a bag from Walmart. <laughs> she has a lot of money. Trial. She's tight as can be. She doesn't believe in eating out or buying soda. Like, she doesn't believe in, like, getting a little bottle of soda. If you have soda at home, that's wasting Trial. it. Because I really? wanted to buy a bottle of soda at the store. Like, a little... I was thirsty. Remember I told you I've been in the right. heat uh-huh. all day? I wanted to buy, like, a little... What is it? 16-ounce bottle of Sprite. Or Squirt or whatever. She had a fit because I wanted Trial. that. She's like, well, I'm buying you guys soda. What do you need that for? Because I'm thirsty, bitch. You know? What else do I want it for? <laughs> Apparently, Trial. I'm wasting money by doing that. I was like, if you're going to drink it, how is it wasting money? No matter what, you're going to drink it. Right. You're not going to throw it away. Her Trial. logic, but 
I like how quiet you are. I had to rant. <laughs> nah, it's making my head hurt. Trial. Thinking about all that. But. It's like. <laughs> and it's weird because, like, like I said, she was nice, but, like, she was such a bitch at the same time. I, I don't get it. Trial. And the whole time she's there, she's like, Aaron, can you do this for me? Aaron, can you do she that I mean, for me? She, I wasn't. But of course, Aaron. Yeah, her errand boy. <laughs> really? Aaron the errand boy. Wow. Can you do this? Can you do that? I'm like, you're a guest. You're not here to serve this woman. Right. Now, how did you end up there in the first place? How she, did that come about? His dad's like, oh, you should go stay at your aunt Tony's house. She wants to take you out and do stuff for you, basically, Trial. is what he said. She didn't do nothing. She bought a she bought food because she didn't have food. She bought hamburgers, milk, and bread and lunch meat and soda because she had no food. Trial. She knew we were coming for like a month, you know. Mm-hmm. She had nothing set up for us. She set up the room, the guest room, with all kinds of pictures of Aaron that had like eight Trial. inches of dust on them. Because <laughs> you know they've been in there the whole time apparently. And then he was upset because she got rid of all his grandpa stuff. She just gave it away. It didn't save anything for him. Just gave it away. The good thing that came out of those we got to go visit his grandpa and his great grandma. Yeah, I seen pictures of that on Facebook. <laughs> and he hasn't seen them since he was little, so that was good. And his great grandma's just cute. <laughs> Trial. <laughs> she's like she she remembered him too, and his grandpa remembered him too. They have Alzheimer's. Trial. All of them are yeah. His I don't know what's wrong with grandpa. He he's a really bad diabetic, and he drank for so many years, and he's like got dementia or something. I don't know. He's only sixty-one years old. Okay, so I want to jump to the dad. What what? Because I said, oh, that was a good thing, and he said no. So what what happened with? Dad. So, Trial. the prison, mm-hmm. first of all, is way out of the way to go to. So we went down there. It's like in a skyscraper, like in the middle of like Las Vegas, where all like like the downtown type area. Like I've never seen a prison like that before, Trial. or jail or whatever. Yeah. The jail, whatever. So we go there. You have to go there first. You have to get a pin number to go home. Go on the internet. Or they have the trial, and make an appointment, and then come back for the appointment. So really? we did all that, yeah. So we go back to the place. We made three, two appointments, which is they're twenty five minutes apiece. Trial. And so you have to look them. It's like a, it's like a little call box it has a phone and there's like a video camera where you see each other Trial. through the camera. Oh, so you don't even no, which I think is retarded. All that work to see someone through a camera, and you can't even really see them. It's all dark and like trial. So he's talking to his dad, and you can tell the story better. You tell the rest of it. Well. He's sitting there, and he's like, well, you're Trial. graduating. He's like, yeah. He's like, yeah, that's cool, right? He's like, so, uh, you're getting married, huh? He's like, yeah. Trial. He's like, well, uh, how long have you known her for? He's like, about nine months, right? Trial. He's like, nine months? He's like, that's not very long. I was like, yeah. He's like, yeah, and he's like, how do you think you can know somebody in that amount of time? Now, let me Trial. stop you there. How long has it been since you've actually spoke to your dad? <coughs> since I actually spoke to my Trial. dad? Yeah. Probably about a year. Oh, okay. So. Trial. And uh, he's sitting there and he's basically badgering me badgering me about trial he's telling me he's like well how are you gonna support her he, he was basically going on about what and what the 
what my his aunt was doing to us when we were at the house. Trial. But uh, he was like, he was like, he did. He wasn't even happy for me. He was just like he was questioning, like, questioning. He was also saying stuff about like, well, you should have graduated a long time ago. Yeah, yeah. He's like, well, you, you should have graduated a long time ago. Trial. Oh, yeah, you know, that's good that you're graduating, finally, you know. But you know what? The point is, is you have a high school diploma in your hand. And he sat there and he's like... He's like, well, how are you ever going to get a job if you got tattoos? No, not even that. Wait a minute, okay. He was also saying stuff like, oh, well, you can just wait on the wedding. Just wait. You can just reschedule it. He's like, no, we can't. He's like, oh, yes, you can do whatever you want. Then he kept saying, well, who's pressuring you to marry her? I know someone's pressuring you to marry her. Who is it? And then he sat there and said basically that I'm never, I'm never going to get a job because I have the way I look. I have tattoos. How can I get a job? <clears throat> Talk shit about me. I was standing right there. I was pissed. Okay, and then tell him what happened. Trial. After he said about someone pressuring him to marry me. I was like, nobody's pressuring me to marry her, right? I was like, I'm marrying her because I want to marry her because I know in my heart that Trial. This, this is who I want to be for the rest of my life. Who, who I want to be with for the rest of my life. Right. Nobody's pressuring me. There's no pressure. Trial. He's like, well, whose idea was it? I was like, it was her idea. But Trial. I followed along with it because that was something I wanted to do. Right. Because I knew in my heart that, that was the right thing to do. Trial. I love her. You know? I'm never going to love anybody else in my life as much as I'd ever love her. And he got mad and he hung up the phone. And no. Like, you said... This oh no 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 no! What yeah. he said was awesome. This was... is what I told him. I was like, I don't give a fuck, quote unquote. I don't give a fuck who thinks that I shouldn't get married to her because it's not their Trial. opinion that matters. It's my opinion that matters, and it's my love that matters, and it's my fucking choice. I'll fucking do what I want because I'm a grown fucking man, and I will do Trial. this because this is what I want. Right. And he got mad and turned off the thing and left. Really? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, it's something that he's going to have to deal with, you know, Trial. because, well, number one, and, and I'm sure you've both heard this before from Lacey, is you did not marry her family, which Trial. is, you know, me, mom, mm-hmm. and she didn't marry your family. You two married each other, and that's all that, yeah, what it comes to. Dad, you know what, you don't have to stand on, look where you're at. So I think... It upset me because he has tattoos. Trial. He doesn't have a high school diploma. Judging me, I'm smart. I have a high school diploma. This I have man college. has nipple piercings, for Christ's sake. <laughs> but he's having a free man. He's in jail. Yeah. Judging me. He doesn't know me. And then he even Trial. offered him not He said he would pay him if he didn't marry me. He's like, well, how much did it cost you to do all the stuff for the wedding? I was like, probably about $10,000. He's, he's like, like well, I'll get the money. Don't worry bit. about it. Push it back. Yeah. I was like, he ain't got no, no money. How are you going to get the money? Really? He he acts like he wants to be at the wedding, but then he has a fit and, like, bad. He wants to him. call it off. He just wants like, to control everything is what it is. He right. can't control it, so he doesn't like it. Because it's like the ant. Mm-hmm. Trial. <laughs> and I felt bad because he was like, my dad, you know, he's my best friend. He'll always stand up for me. He, Trial. He's this great guy. He's the only person that ever had faith in me to do anything with my life. And he fucking turns around and acts like that. A total prick with a fucking hypocritical statement to say. Even his mom's boyfriend. Exactly. Else. It was funny because him and his mom, him and his mom's boyfriend, they don't get along very well. Right. His mom's boyfriend's like, you know what, son? I'm sorry. Like, I can't believe your dad acted like that. I would never think like it was. He came out to like Trial. talk to Aaron and say like he couldn't believe his dad acted like that, and he was so sorry. That's cool. Yeah. That is cool. Now, 
Tell Let's me. just reflect on some other things because, like I said earlier, you know, this has been the first time in like two months that we've actually, or not two months, but two weeks that we sat down and, and talked. Yeah. Now for Mr. Hi. Aaron, I can't say you're a young, well, you're still young to me, but within the two weeks, you got married. You graduated high wow. school and turned 20. And you're no longer a teenager. I know. Mm-hmm. Big 2 0. Coming up. Con- and from, from some. Ugh. You know what? Sincerely, mm. congratulations on everything. Thank you. Thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> so, I missed the reception. How did the reception go? Not too great. <laughs> By the time we got there, everybody was gone. Yeah. Because we were sitting waiting for like two hours at the wedding place because somebody. No, I and I tried yeah. to explain this. He's to... trying to trying to get out of it. Hear me out. Hear me out. Hear me out. I tried to explain this to mom. Oh. Okay, and and this is how I know because it, Lacey actually taught me this. The difference between the I fifteen North and the I fifteen South, and that is. If you go I-15 South, S is San Bernardino. You, you go that way, and you're going to go to San Bernardino. You're going to go oh. into Vegas. You're going to go through Prim. That's where you want to go. Yeah. You go I-15 North, I-15 in is Nevada. Yeah. And that's that's how I know, you know. Well, you confused her, and she got lost. Well, and the funny thing is, is I pulled it up on MapQuest on my phone. Mm-hmm. I'm like, here, just follow it straight back. And then you turn off here. I think it was on like Curtis Street or something like that. Well, she got lost. It, it literally it was like boom, 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 done. Well, we did. It was nice weather. We had we had got to eat and then we cut our cake. I still want some more of that bean dip. <laughs> and Fantasia and his best man were trying to hook up. We really? already had we already had them put hooked up together. I mean, we had it all planned out. Mm. We did. I kept telling her how much she'd probably like Miles, and they were Try like, "Oh, Miles, you're gonna love Fantasia." He and didn't fit. He didn't fit the the color scheme, by the way. I, I didn't notice that at the I wedding, know. but when looking at the pictures, I noticed he he was wearing a weird tie. Yeah, yeah. I had to tie it for him because that he couldn't tie a tie. I knew I had an instinct automatically. Like I, she had my tie tied already, and I untied it, like to show him how to like get it back in there to get right. it straight. Help? I was like, oh crap! And I sat there for a minute, <laughs> and I was like, wait. Boom! And it was like a sleek looking tie. I was like, that is how I did it. Right? She was like, wait, how'd you do that? And I was like, oh, give me your tie, right? So I tied it for him, too. He was like, damn, that looks good. That's what I did is I did a tight end Windsor knot. Mm-hmm. You know how? Because that's the way I like it. It's, it's small. You know, because most Windsor knots are like, mm-hmm. but I like the shape of the Windsor knot, but I don't like them that big. So yeah. I actually scaled it down to make it really small. And then the rest of the tie is big. Mm-hmm. And it just kind of pops more. Yeah, it does. And then his mom and his aunt were hitting on Uncle Sean. I heard about that. Hold on real fast. Story. Uh, about tie. <laughs> Somebody else wore a tie. I don't even know if you noticed. Jaden had a tie on. Jaden? Mm-hmm. I know, I've seen that. I've seen it too. When we first put the tie on him here at home, he freaked the fuck out. You know, he didn't like a thing about it. Yeah. Just him and I were talking, and I put on my tie. And he goes, Well, why do you have to wear a tie? And I said, Well, Aunt Rebecca's going to marry Aaron, Uncle Aaron. And he looked at me, he goes, I'm going to do this for Aunt Rebecca and Uncle And he put the tie on. Aww. So he did that for you guys. I know. It was, it was so cute because there's pictures of him smiling. Mm. I don't have any pictures of me with him smiling, like with me and him and everybody. It was so cute. I was very happy that I had this. He, 
he enjoyed it so much <laughs> because that was the first wedding he's ever been to. Yeah. So for the rest of his life, that is going to be the paramount. He's going to reflect back yeah. on you guys getting married. Mm-hmm. And he had such a blast. He he liked the fact that Aunt Rebecca wore a big white dress. <laughs> he really liked that. <laughs> but he did. He did that for you guys. When you say Aunt Rebecca, that sounds weird because nobody calls me Aunt Rebecca. I was trying to explain to him now that, you know, legally, yeah. now your name is Rebecca Seelich. Yeah. And and he's like, no, nah, I'll just call her Rebecca Seelofgren. And I, <laughs> I, I tried to, in fact, if you go back, I'm trying to get myself to... Accept yeah, it. Yeah, well, not accept it. Because get I used to it. it. Yeah. Um, I'm not even used to it yet. What are you talking about get used to it? I got to get used to it. Because in closing, because I like I said, I recorded... Episode 23, I recorded the wedding. Obviously, the point where I walked you down the aisle, that got cut because, you know, I was doing something. I wasn't yeah. recording. And then, um, you know, but the whole wedding, and then I talked to you, and then I talked to you. Anyway, that episode and the the remastering episode, I closed with Rebecca C. Lofgren slash Illich. Just so, to, to get it normal. Mm-hmm. And I have to say, for the next episode, he's going to have to read the vows that he wrote because it pissed me off so bad. I'm over here, like, oh. make good vows. And the, the guy, I told the guy we wanted, wanted to read our own vows, and he just ignored us. Right. For he's one. Like, he's like, well, would you want it traditional? Or do you want it... I'm going to uh, read your own vows. He said, we said read our own vows. He heard, we all said this. And yeah. it just, like, ended. We're, we both sat there and looked at each other like, wait a sec. God, had. But anyways, his vows, oh. like, he made... I almost made her, I, I made her pissed off, but I almost made her cry. It, I don't <laughs> even believe he wrote these vows. Nobody believes it. Nobody believes it. Your mom's like, ah, you didn't write that. What book did you get that out? I wrote them. I the next time, there. next episode, he's gonna read them because he doesn't have them with him right now. But it's crazy. You have to hear these. They're crazy. Okay, crazy good. Like I, I still don't believe he wrote them. But anyway, <laughs> <laughs> I, I sat there and Miles was watching me. He's like, "What are you doing?" He's like, "Looking at that porn." I was like, "Miles." He's like, "Oh." Okay. <laughs> <clears throat> now, you and Miles, right? That's his name, mm-hmm. Miles. You guys were friends well, in high school, or what's the story? Because I, I didn't, I just met him at the wedding, mm-hmm. and we really didn't talk. Well, I met him originally. His name was uh, Malcolm, but then he went by Miles, and now he goes by Moon. Right. So, and he's of he's since he's Chinese, half black, and I met him. Believe it or not, it was the first day of 8th grade and we were going up. It wasn't the first day of 8th grade. I take that back. It was like a few weeks in to 8th grade and I met him. He was standing at the bus station with his PSP bus station with my PSP. We were both listening to music. We were like, oh shit, you got a PSP too? <laughs> and that was it. <laughs> and that was it. Since then. That's cool. He's like, He used to be like hardcore into that wrestling stuff. And we, like sometimes on the, you know, whenever we were off, we'd go over and either his house or my house and we bring each other's ps2s and like play games and stuff like that and it was just fun times i mean i've never had a dull moment with my very cool i'm glad that he was able to make it mm-hmm. and i know there was there was concern on everybody because no one heard anything other than you you know you were the one that went and was pretty much saying yes he'll be there he'll be but no one else heard anything else Mm -hmm. so it was good to see that he was in fact there yeah i mean like i've always had faith in miles like they're like are you sure he's gonna be there are you positive (laughs) Ah." and i was like i know he's gonna be there like he's never let me down so 
<clears throat> so, how was the ride in the limo? That guy. I mean, it was fun, but that guy didn't know where... He's like, he like, where am I going? I was like, you're asking me where you're going? <laughs> I felt like saying, like, don't you have any... Like, a, I think he was GPS. slow. I, maybe he was slow. I, he was weird. Well, you know the... F- and then he, got, he kept getting lost. He couldn't find it. And then... Well, he, I don't know if he had a hard time hearing or what. You guys were getting in when I was walking out of the hotel. Mm-hmm. The, you know, the casino hotel. And I had already talked to our aunt because she's the one that paid. And she's like, well, you cover the payment and I'll give it back to you at the wedding. I'm like, yeah, sure. You know, that's no problem. So he was getting in the car and I'm like, hey, wait, I need to give you some cash. And he didn't even pause, he didn't look, he didn't scout right in the car and took off. Now, if if anybody, if I'm like, hey, I got some money for you. Yeah. You want some money? You're going to stop what you're doing and say, yeah, I want some money. Mm -hmm. Not him, man. He got, boom, gone. Okay. (laughs) That saves me an extra 40. Yeah, for reals. (laughs) (laughs) So, but uh, yeah, the the actual trip, I originally I was going to record on the way there. But so, it was such a nerve-wracking experience. Yeah. Because mom was driving about a hundred and something miles an hour. Yeah, you guys got there before I did. And she was zigging and zagging. And and the thing was, is what scared me the most is the fact that not well, she was going really fast. And I'm not exaggerating. She was going about a hundred and something miles an hour because we were going ninety and we could not catch up to her. She had Jaden in there. <laughs> You're like, no. <laughs> And and that's what bothered me the most, you know. If if Drive. honestly, if like a tire would have blown, anything mechanical, that car would have flipped, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. and my little boy was in there. That's Drive. what stressed me out the most because I actually had it. I was going to start recording, and then she was driving like a bat out of hell, Drive. and I just I didn't record. I forgot to record. So so what's on the? Oh wait. Um, so now that you guys are home, you started a new school. Yeah. I want to get your final thoughts on Victor Valley Beauty School. I want Child. you to be open. I want you just to say what you feel and lay it out, and then we'll carry it's on. It's a crappy school. Why? They have Most of the shit in there is outdated, doesn't work. They have no products for you. Like, Child. products are cheap-ass shit you get at Sally's for the, for the to work on the clients, and... They're, that school is very biased. If you're not Mexican, you don't mean shit to them. Everybody that works at school is Mexican. Every single piece, every single person on the staff is Mexican. That to me is weird. Everybody walks around talk, speaking in Spanish, talk crap about you because they don't think you know Spanish, but you do. And they're just <clears throat> ignorant to realize that they're not the only people in the world that know Spanish. You know. Right. I just don't like that school. They're very biased. They're rude and real fast. Just to clarify with our Hispanic listeners, we are not racist. Well, number one. You know, David K. Montoya. Montoya. <laughs> that tells you something right yeah. there. Or, you know, if you, you pronounce it in the California version, it's David K. Montoya. And then um, your your grandmother, well, your great grandmother. My grandmother was half Mexican. My grandmother. My great grandmother was full Mexican. Right. But. So there's no. It's rude to me, you know. I'm sorry, but we're in America and everybody should know English. I agree. That's my opinion. I, you should... And you know what? If you speak Spanish, that's fine. I don't think there's anything wrong speaking Spanish at all, you know? But you Bye. shouldn't sit there with about eight people talking to Spanish, snickering, looking at people like they don't fucking know you're talking about them. People, I'm not stupid. Right. Okay? I'm not dumb. 
I could tell, I could read body language. You know, you can, you don't have to speak Spanish. No, I do, I mean, I do know a lot of Spanish. I can understand it very Child. well, especially right. after being at that school. Right. But it's just stupid. And then the staff, it's like, if you're, there's this one girl, Child. this is my example. There's this girl named Lily. She didn't come to school for a week because she was depressed. Her boyfriend broke up with her. And they said, that, oh, that's okay. You can stay home for a week. I missed the day of school. I got Child. to school. Now, now, say what we were at the hospital. That's that was the icing on the cake. What? When we were at the hospital. What? I, what did I say? You didn't say anything, but it's what you saw. Trial. Oh, her with her boyfriend. Yeah. Yeah. Her her she was at the hospital with her boyfriend that she broke up with. She uh-huh. at the hospital with him. Oh, nice. Yeah. And Trial. to me, that school is very biased. If you're not Mexican, then you don't mean shit. Right. It's the staff that makes it that way. I mean, you have to. In a professional environment like that, you have to accept everybody. It doesn't matter what their race is, ethnicity. It doesn't matter. But there, it's like, they single you out if you're not Mexican, and it's true. And then I have lots of people that school can vouch for that. Right. It's not just me being paranoid or whatever, you know. But it's a piece of crap school. It's not a good school. I mean, there's going to be problems with every school you go to. You're not going to love everything 100%. But professionalism goes a long way, and they have none whatsoever. Unfortunately, I find that a lot up here in the high desert. That the majority of businesses, education places, of, or yeah, education institutes, poorly ran, very unprofessional. Yeah, and I, I know that school has a good seventy students, and each student pays eighteen thousand, oh seventeen thousand dollars to go to that school. How do they not have any money to fix the sinks and to do this and that? When the owner's driving around in a brand new Mercedes and her son has two motorcycles that are brand new. Nice. Mercedes. I wanted to to do weird news. You know, because we do weird news every yeah. episode. And I felt like we had to incorporate wow. marriage into the weird news. Yeah. And I found something. Listen to this one. Honeymooners. Now, now, what do you think when you hear honeymooners? What's the first thing that pops into your head? People go on vacation after getting married. Scuba diving. Okay. <laughs> Happy, <laughs> joyous, fun. Yeah, fun right? vacation. <clears throat> we didn't get to have that, but okay. And it, of course, this is this comes from our friends at the Huffington Post, and it is the title of it gives it all away. Yeah. Honeymoon. Shark attack. Man killed while surfing off Reunion Island in France. Really? Yes. A newlywed Hi. French man was killed in a shark attack during his honeymoon in the near in, uh, yeah in the near French Reunion Islands Wednesday, according to agents France Press. The unidentified 36-year-old oh shit he was my age was surfing off the popular beach when a shark charged at him twice. After spotting blood in the water, another swimmer notified lifeguards. As French news notes, the couple from the Morteau. couple from Morteau in East France traveled to the island for their honeymoon. Witnesses at press conference held shortly after the incident noted that his wife was on the beach. She is currently being treated for shock. Local radio stations uh, in reunion, report that the man was already in cardiac arrest when emergency Child. services arrived. According to French language publication RTL, he reportedly lost a lot of blood in the attack. Well, no shit. Mm-hmm. 
Reunion Shark Prevention Association. There's actually a. <laughs> there's actually a, an agency that you know specializes in that. trying to prevent shark attacks. Wow. Released a statement on their website and Facebook pages hours before the incident. Before the incident, announcing that it would it was canceling its regular surveillance of surf due to lack of underwater ability. As RTL notes, activities on the beach closely monitored since last April, when another surfer reported that he was charged by a shark. During the press conference, the island state representative Jean Luc, and I'm not exaggerating, it's Jean Luc Marks stated that this first fatal attack since 2012. Wow. Wow. It's a long time. Yeah. Uh, Previously, three people were killed by sharks off the island in 2011 and 2012. In 2011, shark attack 30-year-old Ian Redmond was on his honeymoon as well. So this this shark... Oh, my God. It's a... (laughs) This shark's got a taste for honeymoon. The Black Widow shark. For reals. Um, while there were more than 400 species worldwide, the WWF, and I'm not talking wrestling, World Wildlife Fund notes, the great white shark, the tiger shark, and the bull shark are the only type of sharks that tend to attack humans. According to the most recent statistics, there were 4.2... How do you the hell do you get 4.2 shark attacks? It's like, it's oh, like, he nibbled at my toe. 4.2! I don't wow. know. 4.2 shark attacks worldwide on the average between 2006 and 2010. The shit around it. So the moral of the story of this is, if you just got married, stay the fuck away from a beach. Yeah, exactly. So that's that's the only... I tried to look for some like really good, juicy, you know, newlywed type <laughs> weird news, but that was the only thing I found. That's sad, though, but it's crazy, like... I wouldn't even want to be anywhere in the ocean if I just got married. Because something bad is probably going to happen. Like I've always had that fear of the ocean. Really? You don't like the ocean? I oceans? don't like the ocean either. I went to the ocean with David's kids, my god kids. Uh-huh. And me and Stephanie were out in the ocean, right? And, like, I get really in the water. If, I get, if it, it comes up past my knees, <clears throat> uh-huh. I get like this. I'm, like, rigid. Really? Yes, oh. because I almost drowned when I was eight. I almost died, like, literally. Where was I? I, went, to, I went to the beach with the church. And I got caught in the riptide, and I almost died. Where was I? You were in Arkansas. Yeah. You don't... Mom, I guess Mom didn't tell you. No. But yeah, when I was eight years old, I went to the beach of the church. I swim way out there where I can't touch. Because I loved to swim back then. I didn't think anything about it, you know? Like, I didn't think... I, I was a kid. I was stupid. Right. And they swam back, and I couldn't Try. get back because they kept pulling me farther and farther away. And I was trying to swim back, and then a big wave came and took me under, and it kept spinning and spinning. I couldn't get out of the water, and I literally almost died. Like... Something, it was weird. Like, I can't explain it because I've never felt it. Sitting inside of me, like, took all the strength of my body to, like, survive. Like, it sounds crazy. Like, like I was in the water. I was, like, breathing. It was the, fly, the fight or flight Yeah, I syndrome. was, like, breathing in water. And I was, like, fighting to get oh. out of there. And I, and I just gave up for a minute. And then I pushed myself off the ground as hard as I could. And I was able to get up and take a breath. And I was, like, choking and throwing up water and everything. So no one actually came and got you? You and, came back? Yeah, oh. I came back. And, I was, and they're like, what happened? I was crying. Like, what happened to you? Where were you? I kid you not. I was like in hysterics. I was wow. so freaked out. I, I was like shaking in hysterics. Can you imagine like the, the, the idea of almost drowning? How you would be? If you think about that, that's how it was. Yeah, I was that's... going crazy, freaking out. 
And they were just like, oh, what happened? Where were you? Nice. I was eight. And these other kids were like 14. No common sense, you know, like to leave an eight-year-old out in the middle of the ocean. So, well, yeah. Trials. So when I get in the water, I get really, really, like, rigid. So I was, I was out there with Stephanie, and the water is like to my waist, and then I walked, and I fell into this hole, and I'm like, Stephanie, 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 help <laughs> Stephanie was like 12, and I was freaking out. This is like three years ago with a 12-year-old flipping the hell out. Like, grabbing onto Stephanie for dear life. Like, it was... She's like, calm down, Rick. It's okay. It's okay. <laughs> but yeah, I'm very... Pe- I'm petrified of the ocean. And not because of what's in the ocean. Just because the ocean... Get under one wave, you're dead. Well, yeah. Haven't you seen Jaws? <laughs> <laughs> <clears throat> yeah, I, I had not heard this story at all. Yeah. I told... I, I don't know. Maybe we forgot to try. I don't know. But yeah, when I was eight years old, I went to the church to the beach, and I almost died. And I, was, I, still, I still kick it over, like, oh, where were you? I was over there dying in the water. You know. I could have died, like, literally. Just, right. like, just being if casual. That wouldn't have, whatever that was, I don't, if that wouldn't have kicked in. Like, I literally took all the strength in my body to push myself because I was, like, on the ground. Because, you know, the riptide comes down and pushes you down to the bottom. Right. I pushed myself up and was able to come up, and I couldn't even touch up out of the water. Yeah. Wow. Never again will I ever go in the ocean when I cannot touch. Well, yeah. Ever. If I can't touch in the ocean, I ain't getting in it. Like, I won't go. You know, it. It's traumatizing for life, basically. Yeah, well, not only is, you know, Jaws a good move to live by, also Friday the 13th, because we, we've seen Jason, you know, he, he kind of hangs out at the bottom of those oceans. Too. Yeah. Speaking of your PlayStation, oh. PlayStation 4 is coming out here soon. Xbox One. Uh, yes. Xbox One. Yes, I'm, I, I'm excited about it. I'm actually... Why? Huh? Why? Why? Because I like Xbox. Trial. Why? Why? <laughs> okay. Why? Ready? Why? Ready? No, ready? Xbox One. Let's watch TV. Let's watch TV. I know. Let's watch TV. Okay, let's watch TV. That sounds good to me. It's it's a TV-based freaking game system. It's retarded. The name is retarded. (laughs) We're we're about to go back to simple. The name is retarded, okay. Hey, it's same red. Okay, the only thing that's good about the Xbox, and Justin's funny because he even agrees with us, and he loves Xbox, that the PlayStation 4 is better. And I told him about this. He didn't know about this. Because I I even knew about this before Aaron knew about this, believe it or not. Four? No, the Xbox One. Oh. Um, it, the only thing good about it is it had their, the Connect has a voice recognition system. Okay, that's the only good thing about it. I told Justin about this, and he's like, yeah, I know the Xbox One isn't good as PlayStation. It's a really cool uh, feature, feature that, that, I like. that I like the voice recognition. I told him about that. He forgets well, this. Well, also, though. but they're also much like the PlayStation 4 where they're heading towards the cloud. And eventually... They're going to have a cloud. They already have a cloud server. They have, have connect with voice recognition. It has a feature where you can do two things on the screen at one time. Yes. That's it. Yeah. I'm looking forward to it. Let's go to PlayStation 4. All right, kids. That's it for this week. It's good to be back. And we'll be back next week. I'm Try. David K. Montoya. I'm Rebecca C. Lofgren slash Illich. And I'm Aaron Illich. A.K.A. The Batman. The Batman. <laughs> I'm Batman. I'm the Batman. And remember, kids, if you're a honeymooner and you're out towards Madagascar and don't expect to get bit by a shark in fucking Madagascar, you might be seeing red. See you next time. Just a bit. (laughs) (laughs) And that's all we got on that one. I guess so. (laughs) Honeymoon phase, yeah. Wow. So, are you PS4 or Xbox One? Uh... MacBook Pro? What? You don't have a game console? The boys do. What do they have? Uh, PS3. See? Smart people.
so they would be more inclined to the PS4 as opposed to the Xbox One. Absolutely. Oh, me, I was only interested in the Blu-ray, getting the free, free Blu-ray player that was built in with it. So, See, that is awesome. Yeah. Well, is it, I like the... Uh, is it, did you ever see those... Oh, was it the, uh, the, the parody PS3 versus the Wii? No. It was like the, uh, the Mac versus PC commercials. They had this... Regular looking girl. I'm a I'm a PS3. I play Blu-rays and all this other thing. And beside her is this blonde cheerleader type. I'm fun. She's bouncing off the energy. You can play with me and do all kinds of things and stuff like that. It was just like it lasted maybe a week and a half before somebody goes, "Get that off TV now." Oh, I'm so YouTubing that. <laughs> I did see a. a- a meme where they had it on Facebook where it was the Xbox One yep. versus a brick. <laughs> and they were pretty equal. <laughs> that was before they came back with a whole bunch of changes. Wow. It was during the initial launch. I've never... I, I, keep, I All I heard was the, the red ring of death for the uh, the Xboxes, and that was enough for, to scare me away from... Sadly. But Halo, Halo this, Halo that. I'm going, But if I have to buy a new console every two days because this thing is dying... PS3 has that. It's called the yellow light of death. Oh. And I had that experience. Yeah? Yep. Oh, it was not fun. No, I wouldn't think so. Apparently it's fixable, but, you know... Just looking at I it. it with oh. a, I hit it with a rock. It didn't work, so I got a new one. <laughs> well, there's a good threat with a hammer. That's, I tried. All right. All right. Last one. Okay. Uh, yeah, we kind of got way off topic. <laughs> there's a Back shock. Yeah. Uh, this one is Who's the Boss? Number 10 from March 2013. This week, Dave sits down to talk about his weekly cereal, which ran for 15 straight weeks, the mm, end. Cereal. Mm, and gives us a bit of insight to the final episode of season one. Sorry, fat guy moment. <laughs> he also gives us the inside scoop to season two in a possible novelized version, as well as a comic book prequel. Oh. There's a multimedia situation yes. going on there. Okay, well, let's check it out. All right. Here's Who's the Boss, number 10. Welcome to Who's the Boss. This is Dave Montoya. And what a surprise, she dies. That's right, I'm talking about the conclusion of Season 1, Episode 15 of The End. I know people out there are probably really surprised um, from the World of Myth ending to the new ending on here on the, the Jaisalmon uh, Productions or Jaisalmon Publication. Um, uh, just to let you know, if you haven't read the the final episode... You should hit pause now and read it and then come back because it's going to be spoilers all the way through. Um, with the Jaisalmon Productions, we decided to, you know, put out the end 15 weeks ago. We were going to put out the, the end in a weekly story and it, it's done really well. And this or last Sunday, it came to a conclusion. And like I was saying in the beginning, the the conclusion of episode one is completely different from the original conclusion that people saw on the world of myth. And what is the big conclusion? There's a death. Originally, um, the, one of the characters, one of the sisters, she lived in the original. She decided to stay behind in palace, palace city and, um, you know, live with them. But I changed it up. I actually killed her off. I, I, 
And I told everybody this from the get-go. You know, I've gone in and made some changes and alterations to the story from the world of myth to now. And I killed her off. I, I thought it was just more, more of a dramatic ending than her saying goodbye to her family that she was going to stay in Palace City. And so far, the response has been fairly positive. Um, you know, I, I had received some emails from people that were like, Hey man, why, why did you kill her off, man? You know, originally she stayed behind and lived happily ever after. Well, you don't really know if she actually lived happily ever after. Uh, we just kind of assume that because she decides to stay behind in Palace City. Um, it was really good. I mean, when I came to that point and, and I knew of, when I was writing it, um, for the world of myth, I called it story one and story one and season one are pretty much the same thing. And I, I knew I needed to, you know, do this in increments. So there's uh, story one, story two, story three. Now <clears throat> people may be wanting to know, you know, is there going to be a, a episode two? And I think at this point, it's safe to say that there will be an episode two. Um, I'm thinking maybe start it back up in October. Maybe. Maybe a little bit sooner. We'll, we'll see what happens. Um, you know, we had a really good run. We, we ran 15 weeks. We had several thousand downloads. And I want to thank everybody who actually sat down and, you know, downloaded it and enjoyed it. There will be more. Hopefully, um, the, the narrator, Jesse Lindsay he was you know doing the the recordings the audio version of the story and i don't know if you noticed but midway through the audio version stopped and that was because jesse got appendicitis and he had to go to the hospital and and it wasn't a pretty thing and and now you know now that he's out he's trying to recover and then he's got to get back to his own work you know he's got to pay his bills so he really didn't have a lot of free time to you know sit down and, and do recordings for uh, you know, the end. And hopefully, you know, now there'll be intermittent updates. So even though the story's done, you know, episode one is done, come on back to jazelmon.com slash the end if you're interested in listening to the audio versions because there will be updates. You know, there will be audio updates with the end. And um, it's just been a blast and it's been really positive experience. Uh, because I, I decided to take, you know, my medium of, of writing and, and take it to the digital age. Normally, I would have just published, you know, book one and put it out there and, and tried to sell a few copies and, and call it scissors. But now with the ebooks, you know, it's there. It's online. You can enjoy it every single time. You know, five years from now, you can come back and, and download it and reread it, you know, just, just to enjoy it again. It, it's always there. It's it's a gift that keeps on giving. Um, so with the final episode, which was The greatest Great Escape, the conclusion, which was actually, I believe, episode 15, but it was part four of the, the miniseries of The Great Escape, um, we've seen a lot of things happen during this time. So what did you guys think of the opening episode or the opening piece of this episode? Um, you know, they're, they're trying to get out. They're in the, the hallway. They're squeezing through Lucas, who's the main character, is feeling claustrophobic. They come out. They're looking around. You know, the professor jumps out and he's 
ready to open fire on everybody, no one around. Lucas kind of knew, you know, that it was a trap. And, and before he could even say trap, you know, the guards popped out of a, a cell and opened fire. And they they went into a, a gunfight. And that was fun to write. <clears throat> because I, I mentioned it in the story, you know. I, I said it, it kind of reminded me of, a, you know, an old gangster shootout. You know, not the gangsters that we know today, but, you know, more of the, you know, 40s and 50s gangsters, you know, Al Capone and all that. And, and that's the way I kind of saw it in my head when they were, they were shooting. And, uh, it was really, it was really enjoyable piece to write. And, and it's been a whole, the whole experience has been enjoyable, you know, to come back and, and to walk back down memory lane. It, it's, it's been fun. And uh, what do you guys think about Michael? You know, Michael, you know, in that first piece, he just kind of shot out and ran into the cell and, and blew those guys away. You know, I, I also, if you want, or not watch, but if you read the story, you know, you can tell from the first episode to episode 15, which is the conclusion of season one, you can tell the progression of Lucas you know, as a hero. And that's kind of what's going on is, is because Lucas, when he first started out, Lucas did not want to be a hero. You know, he just wanted to get to Haven and live safely and happily ever after with his children. If you remember in episode two, you know, when they when went into the supermarket, you know, uh, Michael was telling Lucas, his father, that he's seen, you know, a lady being chased into the supermarket by an unlucky. And, Initially, his first reaction, Lucas's first reaction was to keep on going. You know, he was kind of, he was afraid. He didn't really want to get into any unnecessary troubles that he didn't have to. But, you know, he ended up going in there. And and from that first kill, when he made that first kill in episode two of An Unlucky, that, that started the progression of Lucas becoming a hero to now. You know, now he's he's more of a hero. And I, I wouldn't say that he's a full-on hero. You know, obviously he is the protagonist of the story because he's telling the story. But I, I, he hasn't reached that point of being a hero. But in the process of that, I was thinking as I was writing it, you know, what about Michael? You know, Michael has to... If anything were to happen to Lucas, Michael would take up the mantle and get them to Haven. So I had to add, you know, character development to his son as well. And interesting enough, as I'm writing, and it, and it kind of writes itself, is Michael has become more of a hero at this point, I feel anyway, uh, than his dad. You know, he's more courageous. He's more, um, as with Lucas, Lucas, you know, still thinks about the ramifications of his actions. You know, he thinks about his kids. That's his big thing. Um, as with Michael, Michael being young, and I, I think he's 18 or 19 at this point. And he, you know, when you're that young, you don't really think of the ramifications of your actions. You just kind of go off the cuff. And that, I think, has made him more of an exciting hero. Even though he is a complete background, background character because Lucas is telling the story. But you can definitely tell from the first episode to episode 15 that not only has Lucas progressed in behavior and attitude and character development wise so is his son Michael and that was one of the things that I think really came out in the final episode of season one the end is that you can really tell that he's 
he's really flourishing. He's he's going to be a protagonist. And you know, at one point, I even thought about uh, killing Lucas off and making Michael the protagonist, the main protagonist. But uh, um, I think because I was writing it in first person, I, I think that would be kind of awkward to read. So I decided to keep Lucas, you know, as, as the main hero, the main protagonist, and, and kind of make uh, the story through his eyes. With Richard, you know, the brother Richard, he's he I guess he would be a, a protagonist as well you know obviously not the main protagonist but you know he's he hasn't done anything really that bad to make him an antagonist but the way I approached Richard was um, I wanted him to kind of be the opposite of Lucas you know they were they were essentially the same type of person uh, you know one was kind of offbeat and worried about his kids and you know, really wasn't interested in becoming the hero. He wasn't interested in, in being the main attraction. He just wanted to survive. As where Richard, you know, uh, introduced a few episodes ago, he was, um, you know, he was caught by his brother Lucas taking the, the LDM, which is, excuse me, the last drug of man, which is essentially a, a kind of a, a new version of a shroom, you know. So we find out that Richard is a drug addict and, um, you know, he he's kind of off. And, and you have to think, well, maybe it's because he lost his family. You know, in, in, in the earlier episodes, you know, it was talked about how his family was killed. And, um, you know, he, he came to live with his two sisters. And, and then, you know, he went from there. So, yeah, you know, that would definitely screw with a person's head. But, you know, something's just not right. And then you get to the episode called Gladiator, which was absolutely one of my favorite episodes to write you know where he's stuck in in the arena to fight the unluckies and and it was just really fun to write that piece so at this point you know in the story you know as we conclude on episode 15 lucas and it's, it's lucas professor and uh, michael you know Lu lucas goes by himself michael and the professor go and, and essentially they're looking for richard they find Richard, well, Lucas finds Richard, and Richard's in a cell, and he's still wearing the clothes from when he fought, you know, in Gladiator, and they make the heist, you know, they, they get out of there, not make a heist, they get out, and, uh, you know, I don't know, I, I tried to make it that way, but do you know something's just not kind of right with Richard? I mean, from the very point of being introduced to now, have you noticed something's just not quite up to par with him? Well, that'll happen. You'll, you'll find out more in, in Season 2. Actually, you'll have your answer in Season 2 as to what's going on with Richard. Um, but again, he, he's like Lucas. I mean, they're, they're brothers. You know, they're very close brothers. And, um, you know... One, I have to say, one would be more mature than the other. One's more responsible than the other. You know, as with Lucas had his wife and his kids and, and had responsibilities and grew up to be a man as where um, Richard, he didn't so much. You know, he, he was uh, pretty much, and I know it wasn't mentioned in this one and, and maybe in the extended version, I, I maybe it'll be talked about, but he was fairly recently married and both his kids or three, he had two or three kids. I can't remember exactly. Um, you know, were fairly young when they passed. So 
most of Richard's life he had been a traveler and a loner and, and been on you know his own course of of life and, and had no responsibilities other than taking care of his own himself you know survival so when I, I wanted to bring those two characters together and you know they they seem the same in, in certain aspects because you know morally um, they are they're they're the same you know they had the same parents they had the same upbringing so there's some aspects that are identical because that's the way it was brought you know to them from their parents but then on some other aspects they're completely different you know lucas thinks about the whole picture lucas thinks about everybody who's involved as with richard Richard doesn't even, you know, think about anything other than Richard's survival. And that's kind of the way it was before the sickness and before Richard got married and had the kids. Is It was all about Richard and his survival. And, uh, you know, you can really see that progress, I think, through episode one. But again, you can really see it progress into a head in episode, or not episode, but season. In season one, you know, you see the progression. And then in season two there's definitely going to come to a head in that i got an email um monday because it, it came out on on sunday so i got an email on monday morning i was looking at my email and um this person was asking about you know the point where they they get on top of palace city which if anybody hasn't figured it out yet it's um caesar's palace but they get it you know they're 16 stories up and um, you know they're running and, and they're out of places to run so they decided to jump off the top of the building straight down into a pool now realistically I know that most people probably would not survive that but you know this is fiction and it's action and you know it, it's something from that and uh, the email asked me where did I get the idea and you know I, I'm always happy to share you know ideas and stuff with people and believe it or not that 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 piece of the idea came from a movie I saw a long time ago back in the 90s called Harley Davidson and the Marble Man and you know they they are on top of a hotel building and and I, I believe if I remember correctly because it's been so many years um, since I seen the piece that it, they didn't just run and jump I think one of them was on actually a Harley Davidson and they drove off the top of uh you know, a, a hotel into a pool. And, you know, that was quite a visually stimulating piece. I mean, because I, I'd seen it. I've only seen Harley Davidson and Marble Man once. And that was, like I said, in the 1990s. So just that piece to see it, you know, and, and stuck with me all these years was a visually dramatic piece. So it, it got put into the story as well. You know, and I, I, I know that mentally the picture that you guys might see in your head is completely different from what I see in my head but that was kind of the the vision I seen in my head and if you guys are ever interested you can get online and, and watch Charlie Davis and the Marble Man and when you see him jumping off or driving off the top of the the hotel into the pool you're like oh, okay that's where Dave get you know that's what he was seeing in his head um, that was just a really fun piece and I wanted to be a little bit more realistic about it. You know, like I said, most people would not survive a 16-story fall from the top into a pool. You know, because by the time you're 
you're hitting the water, you're going at least, what, 60 miles an hour. And realistically, that would probably break every bone in your body. But um, I decided that, I, like I said, I wanted to go with that route. And I knocked Lucas out for a moment. And, and I think that was a good piece to it, too. I don't know. This whole thing, is, this conclusion was just really action-packed. It's really fun. And I know, you know, I got some crap from people saying, well, this is the conclusion. Why wasn't there more unluckies? Well, there's more unluckies to come. You know, trust me, there's more unluckies in season two. But it's just, you know, the whole thing is not about the unluckies or the zombies, as some people call them, too. This is about their adventure. You know, the Grey family's adventure. And it's not just the unluckies that will cause trouble and drama for this family. You know, there's human beings involved, too. And that's pretty much what takes place in the conclusion in, of uh, episode 15 is, you know, they're there. They're in this beautiful uh, palace city, which, again, I, I said was, you know, Caesar's Palace. And essentially, you would think in the hell that they've lived in in the last 15 years that having hot running water and cable TV electricity would want would make them want to stay but uh, you know there's there's more things the hierarchy the emperor you know he he was kind of the driving force behind them you know going uh, away or wanting to get away from palace city and also what did you guys think about the the emotional connection between lucas and renee um now i've been playing with this for quite a few ever since you know Renee was introduced in episode two um, you know I, I played with the emotional connection with Lucas now if you have if you sit and think about it Lucas has been alone for the last 15 years he has not had no companionship other than his kids for the last 15 years so he's a very lonely guy and uh, you know input a, a attractive lady around the same age you know there's going to be I, I wouldn't say chemistry but there's there's definitely emotional attachment um, just for the simple fact that it's the first time that Lucas has seen a woman in 15 years other than his daughter so I, I wanted to play around with that as well um, and, and you can tell that there's something starting to bloom there between the two and moral will develop in season two. And I know I, I'm probably just whoring the hell out of season two this episode of Who's the Boss. But, you know, it's it's everything's a lead up. You know, we will go through the journey that they go through. And, um, you know, the next part of the journey is episode two. And yes, episode two will come out and... You know, we'll, we'll present it in the same way that we presented. I, I keep seeing episode. Season two will come out the same way we we presented season one. You know, with the audio downloads and the PDFs and the eBooks. You know, we'll we'll present it the same way. So that's why I you know I, I'm doing a lot of lead up to season two. Is just because this isn't the conclusion of the story. This is just the conclusion of the first part. You know, the, the part is done in thirds. 
you know you have act one act two act three you know your basic structure and when i wrote the story as a whole that was the way i set it up act one act two act three so now that one essentially is the introduction of the characters and you have your emotional connection with the characters now we can get into act two and season two is going to be a lot darker a lot grittier a lot bloodier than season one so for your you know hardcore zombie fans you're really going to dig it It, it's going to be a whole different light and that's try what i'm trying to do and when you if you ever sit down and you read season one two and three all together you'll notice it, it it's kind of like you start with the kind of a gray area you know in the beginning and then it gets really dark in the middle and then it starts to get lighter you know because you have to drag your characters all the way down to the pits of hell to make it interesting you know because you can't be at a plateau all the way through um you know because that's no fun you just got to drag them down and you drag them down to the lowest point that they can be drug and then you rebuild them and bring them up to the conclusion you know your climax and uh that's that's pretty much what's going on there so if you're interested you know because i i said that this is a different ending from what the people of the world of myth quite a few years back read uh, if you're interested in what happened originally what originally happened is um tina who is the youngest sister to lucas her and the arch commander Patrick end up becoming a couple and instead of making a a run for it um, you know Patrick pretty much rebels against the Emperor kills the Emperor and gives um, you know Lucas and his family safe haven but Lucas is like well I I need to go to Montana that's the original process of of this whole adventure we need to go there Um, so he let allows them to leave you know there was no big dramatic ending i mean it was an ending to a story uh and that's the way i kind of ended it and because tina had behind the scenes fallen in love with uh arc commander patrick she decides to stay behind and you know they say their goodbyes and they hug and, and whatnot and then the original conclusion of season one was they were driving off and Lucas looks up into the rearview mirror and he sees, you know, our commander Patrick and Tina standing there and they're waving goodbye. And he talks about, you know, he wonders what other adventures await him, you know, as they get ready to enter Corpseland. And that's the original ending. Uh, You know, obviously now I, I put more of a dramatic ending you know, they went and, like I was saying just a moment ago, they were running, you know, and they jump off the hotel. The Emperor gets killed. You find out that Art Commander Patrick pretty much frags the Emperor. He becomes the, well, he's going to become the new Emperor of um, Palace City. But in the process of doing so, they're tr- still trying to escape. And Tina gets shot. And they're just making a run for it. They're, they're, they're trying to get away. They're trying to outrun everything. 
Um, you know, there was no really peaceful conclusion to that story. And as they're, they're trying to get away, you know, um, Tina dies from her gunshot wound. And with the way I, I concluded the story, I, I hope people don't hate me all that much. Um, you know, I just, I want you to come back for season two. That's what I want. And I'll give you this, you know, the, the final paragraph to season one is finally inside the SUV. Rose hit the gas as we sped away from Palace City. I sat there holding Tina in my arms as she was gasping frantically for breath. All I could do was hold her tight and try to comfort her, running my fingers through her hair. Everyone kept looking back over at us with tears running down their faces. But I didn't cry, not even when she took her last breath. And that's how I ended it. I, I ended up killing Tina. Um, and just dramatic, you know, because now people are, are going to be wanting to know, well, what's going to happen? What's going to happen? What's going to, you know, what's season two going to hold for us? And, um, you know, this story actually picks up right after this, you know, there's, there's no time lost. Season two picks up right at the end of season one and, you know, you'll find out more and it, it, it gets better. I mean, I love season one. Season one is a great story. Uh, season two is just, it's me. It's David K. Montoya doing what he does best, and that's writing dark stories. And this whole episode to come is just one really dark story. And uh, I, I'm really excited to present episode two to you when it comes to that point. Um, like I said, I think we're going to do it in October. Uh, maybe a little sooner. We'll, we'll see what happens. Because the idea is we don't want to run competition with, you know, for example, the, the Walking Dead. Um, you know, Walking Dead... And that was kind of our plan. I don't know if you noticed that, but when season one first kicked off, it was the the week after the final episode of The Walking Dead. And that's what we were trying to do is, you know, we were trying to tap, tap into you guys, uh, you know, you Walking Dead fans, um, you know, because they were filming the, the second half of season three. And we figured, well, let's give it a shot. Let's try to present more zombie tales for them um, you know while season 3 the rest of season 3 for Walking Dead is being filmed so <clears throat> it's just our there was more there was less than 15 weeks in between you know the mid mid season finale of Walking Dead to the start of the, the final few episodes of The Walking Dead for season three. So that's why we kind of overlapped. But the whole game plan was to to not overlap or, or try to run head-to-head -head with uh, The Walking Dead. You know, we, we, we wanted to just keep the story going, essentially, you know, for the fans. We wanted, you know, every week you know, keep it going, keep it going, keep it going. So I know that what season three is going on right now. 
and um, and then I think they're going to come back in October. So maybe not. Maybe maybe we'll do. I don't know because our season two is going to be longer in length, uh, week wise, than season one. I'm almost positive it's it's more stories, uh, you know, more episodes than 15 episodes. I have to look and check that out. But um, so maybe maybe we might start sooner than than October. We'll have to see, you know, just see what happens. I'm also thinking about doing a a prequel to the end, but I I don't know yet because I don't think I want to put it in short story form. I actually was thinking about doing like um, a comic book version, and the comic book version would actually lead into this piece of the end um, you know in, in the story where they go and they, they're getting the weapons and stuff and, and uh, from the uncle you know he talks about his uncle who was an apocalypse or not apocalypse but he was uh, an apocalypse or you know doomsday or essentially is what the term is used nowadays and I thought well maybe that would be an, an interesting story to tell you know in comic book form because I miss doing comic books and uh, I think seeing the unluckies visually, you know, actually seeing them on paper would be a really cool thing to do. And uh, I don't know. We'll, we'll see what happens with that. Um, I, I do want to put that story out. I have it outlined. Um, it's been outlined for quite a few years, to be honest with you. Um, and it would lead up to the introduction to Lucas at the end. But essentially what it is, is it's about another family. It, it's the extended family of, of Lucas and the Greys. Um, you know, the uncle who is uh, a doomsdayer, and he he's very religious, and he, and he believed that, you know, the end was going to come someday. And he is an elderly man, and he he's essentially, oh, how do I explain this? He's like, he he's not really involved in in the adventures because he's older, but he's like the elder, you know. He he gives the the commands to the rest of his family, and he's got his son and his grandson, and and um, you know, I I think that would be such a fun story to do, uh, you know, and. I'm sure some of the artists out there, because we haven't worked on comic books in a long time, you know, would probably be ready to get back to the grind and, and put something out. Um, as far as season one, uh, a lot of people have asked me, well, is season one going to come out in print? And I'm going to say yes. Um, at this point, I, I do see season one coming out in print. And what we're going to do is I cut out a lot of piece, and I think I mentioned this in the last episode of Who's the Boss, is um, I cut a lot of uh, stuff for space, you know, because everything's uploaded on a server, and there's not a whole bunch of space to to be used because we're using, you know, the server for the Jazel Modcast, and everything else is on one server, so we, we, we had to be kind of conservative on how much room we took up on our ebooks. And so I took a lot of stuff out. So yes, there is going to be a printed version of the end season one. Um, I think we're just going to call it book one. 
and it's going to have a lot more stuff in there than what you read online. You know, just an extra little treat for you guys picking it up. And of course, uh, one of the things that we're going to do is if you buy the book, then you, you get a free code in the back and you can download the, the free book, um, you know, free ebook. And I'm not sure when that'll happen. Um, but I know I, I'm figuring it'll happen before we start episode or not episode, but season two. So look for that in the future. Um, Oh, you know, it'll probably be on like Amazon and, and other places like that as well. Um, just because I was so surprised, to be honest with you folks, what a, a well-received thing it was. I mean, to be honest with you, it was better received now than it was, you know, eight years ago, seven years ago when I came out with it in the world of myth. Um, just because I think that's what's hot right now, you know. Uh, though the unluckies are technically not your stereotypical zombies, it, it's still a zombie um, affair. You know, these creatures are zombie-like. And, and with the the fad, and I don't really like using that term, the fad, but let's, let's call it the craze. Uh, the main craze right now, especially because of The Walking Dead, is anything zombies. And I've always been a fan of zombies, you know, uh, I have all of George Romero's movies, you know, all his, uh, what is it, Night of the Living Dead, then Dawn of the Dead, Day of the Dead, Land of the Dead, I have them all, and in fact, I have a, a, a couple remakes as well, I have Zack Snyder's Dawn of the Dead, which was excellent, excellent, and in fact, when I get into rewriting uh, season two, I'm probably going to watch that again, just to get that flavor, um, you know, because it was such a good movie. And then I have um, the remake of Day of the Dead, which wasn't so good. Uh, and then I have, like, Shaun of the Dead, some comedy. So I have a lot of referencing points for zombies. Uh, and I, like I said, I, I've been into zombies. I've been a fan of George Romero's before this, this craze has come about in the last few years. So I think putting this back out now has been a, a better opportunity for me to tell my story to reach more people than back in, in 2004, 2005, you know, when I first started it because people enjoyed the story, but the, the, the whole zombie genre wasn't on fire like it is now. So, uh, I, I'm really, really really happy with the way it came out and how many thousands of downloads that we've had and I, I sincerely hope that the people that read the stories enjoyed the stories I tried to keep every single story motivated you know uh, I didn't want no slow uh, stories I mean there are slow pieces in the story just for the characters and the readers can catch their breath because if you ever know me as a writer when it slows down that means it's about to pick up big time, you know, and, and that's kind of way I write. It's just catch your breath and here we go. We're going to go into something big. Um, so we were talking about the comic book that might be coming out. You know, it's a prequel. Uh, we know that the printed version of the book is coming out and we know that there is going to be a season two. Now I don't know because I have to talk to Jesse Lindsay 
um, if if he's going to narrate uh, epi- or I'm sorry folks I keep saying episode I mean season 2 um, but I, I know that he's going to go back in and he's going to finish out you know his recordings of season 1 and then we might I don't know I'll, I'll see because um, it would be kind of hard for him I think to go back in after reading all that and recording it and then putting out a, a complete audio book uh, I might bring in a new narrator for the audiobook but I actually plan on bringing an audiobook out to the public as well um, just because I'm I'm really into the aural of things you know of the audio and that's just kind of the next medium that I want to play with I mean I, I, I do a lot of podcasting and you know it kind of falls into that whole medium of of the sound of the storytelling of being an audio uh, entertainment. So I might, I don't know. I'll have to talk to Jesse Lindsay and find out what he wants to do. Because if so, if he's, if he's up for it, then he would literally have to reread everything that he's already read. Plus the stuff that he hasn't read, you know, because of what I took out. And then, um, Oh gosh, we we got a lot to do, so it, it sounds like Dave is is about to get back to work. Um, you know, it's been a while. I mean, the last book that we worked on was the Herodic Anthology, and that was, you know, what fifteen weeks ago, if not more. You know, it, it came out Halloween Day, the the Herodic Anthology. So it, it's been a, a quite a few months since. You know, I actually worked on anything and I don't know, folks, I just want to produce as much content as I can to reach as many people as I can to have them enjoy it, whether it be in printed material, in paperback or online, you know, with your ebooks or on your Kindle or your Nook or your audiobooks. I'm just I just want everybody to to enjoy my stuff. And and that's what it comes down to. It's all about you guys enjoying what I do. Because if you didn't enjoy what I do, why would I bother wasting my time? And, you know, as long as the response continues to stay up, then I'll keep producing my stuff. And um you know, hopefully we can go and, and, and expand the universe because believe it or not, even after we do all three seasons of the end, um, I, I actually have a sequel plan too. Um, I don't know what that'll entail because, um, I haven't started writing it. It, that the sequel is just in my head. I haven't even really mapped it out. I have kind of an idea. And like I was talking before, and um, this is going to be kind of a, an ultimate spoilers, I guess, is um, the sequel may involve Michael instead of Lucas. Uh, you know, and at that point you're wondering, well, what happened to Lucas? Well, you know, you'll have to wait and find out. You know, did he just get too old or is he living hap- you know, happily ever after or did he die? You know, you're just, you're just going to have to find that one out. But yeah, I actually have a sequel for the end. Um, so we'll see because who knows, you know, if, if things continue to go as well as the first season did, 
you know, even after we finish season three, who knows, there might be a season four and season four might be that sequel that I'm talking about right now. So, you know, we'll just have to wait and see, but it's been fun being able to, to go back in and, and dive back into this world because, um, as a writer, that's, that's what I became known for. I mean, for many years, a lot of people considered me, uh, you know, when they, they heard that I write or they heard my name before this whole CEO thing, they considered me to be a comic book writer. But then at that point of producing the end, people no longer thought of me as the comic book writer. They thought of me as the dude who created the end. And that has always kind of stuck with me. And to be able to go back in and, and relive some of this and refresh it and, and bring in some some new content uh, you know I was always told it's you can the story's done once it goes to print well that's not necessarily true um, because like I said I changed the ending to season one originally Tina didn't die you know she lived happily ever after as we think with uh, Art, Art Patrick or Art Commander Patrick and you know I just wanted a more dramatic ending. So even though the ending was different from what everybody else was used to or what it was expecting, you know, I threw him a curveball. And to, to go in and, and change some things and and alter the story to make it better has just been so much fun. It, it just kind of makes me feel young again because, uh, you know, I don't even think I was 30 years old when I started working originally on the end. I think I was still in my 20s. Uh, if it was 2005, I was 28, you know, and here I am almost 36. So you can tell how long I've been working on the end. So it's just been a blast. I really enjoyed it. I'm looking forward to getting into season two and presenting that to all of you. Um, I will look at my options for a comic book and if you guys would, you know, go to the forum and let me know if you are interested in reading a comic book version of the end, uh, or you can drop an email at info at jazelmon.com and that will get emailed to me, you know, it'll, it'll be forwarded to me. Um, I just want everybody's feedback on, you know, did you like the story? What parts did you really like? What parts did you not like? You know, what would you have preferred what would you have liked to have seen added or taken away um you know all your input is greatly appreciated on in anything not only my writing but anything that we produce here on the Modcast or jazelmon publications or just jazelmon productions in general you know any type of feedback is greatly appreciated uh you know because that's like i said just a few moments ago it's all about you guys it's what we can do to entertain you you know take you out of the world that you live in momentarily and and thrust you into a world of adventure and excitement you know just for a while and then bring you back home and uh, you know that's that's what it's all about and we want to keep doing that and for me as a writer and seeing my stuff being published for the first time in years, it's just been so exciting and, and refreshing. And I can't wait to keep it up. You know, I want to do more. Uh, and 
that's that's everything. I mean, that's that's what it's all about, folks. And I, I really hoped that you guys did enjoy the end. Um, like I said, just to recap. If well, if you're listening to this and you haven't read the last episode, well, <laughs> you're, you're kind of screwed out of of the exciting ending because now you know. Like I said, spoilers. Um, so just go back and, and reread it and, and take some notes and let me know what you guys think and I'll keep everybody updated and uh, you know this is actually episode 10 of, of Who's the Boss so you know our, our little podcasting is moving along as well and if everything if the end continues to grow and, and we get more fan following um, who knows maybe we'll, we'll do a, a podcast that covers that week's episode of the end I think that would be fun too you know um, I don't know necessarily if I would be the one doing the podcast but you know we could bring someone in and and, you know do an end podcast that would be really fun actually just kind of like um, you know how they have the talking dead after the walking dead kind of thing Um, you know do something like that that would be fun I think Um, I think I just gave myself a new idea folks right here on on the air Um, so there's a lot more uh, as far as my writing goes and now after you know this season of the end will I produce anything Um, possibly you know because you know I I produced uh, an e-novelette originally and then I produced a Halloween story uh, and then after that then I came out with um you know, this series of the end. So I want to keep new stuff coming. And so if, if I have a new idea for, or if I have a story that I want to share that may not necessarily be connected with the end, I'll still write it up and I'll put it out here, you know, for everybody to read. Um, you know, don't forget that there's also a book floating around that hasn't been produced yet called, it's a dark ride and that's got several of my, my short stories in it. And, um, you know, there's, there's lots more stuff to come for me. I, I'm trying to be as creative as possible. I just, I had to recharge my batteries for a bit. Um, I think that was a big part of my problem is that I wasn't recharging. You know, I, I wasn't enjoying reading a book or watching a movie or, or, you know, just, being entertained I've been entertaining for so many years that I wasn't entertaining myself and uh, you know now that I stepped away from the writing and and did the podcasting that opened up more free time for me to do things like watch a movie or read a book and at this point I, I feel like my creative batteries are charged so I'm ready to keep on going and producing as much as I can um, we're going to try to keep things free, um, but, you know, realistically, if the the book comes out, well, not if the book comes out, but when the book comes out, you know, obviously you're going to have to, you know, cough up some cash for that just because we've, we've got to, you know, pay for printing and shipping for anything else. Um, but anything that's put up here on Jaselmon, the Jasel Modcast or Jaselmon Publications, we're going to keep it free. Uh, you know, we'll always give you an opportunity to purchase uh, a premium edition. But, you know, that 
that opportunity for enjoying whatever we produce for free will remain, you know, because that's kind of like our, our cornerstone of this organization is we just, we want to have fun and we want to share it with you. And if we don't make any money off of it, then so be it. Um, as long as you're entertained and have fun, we're good with that. So I've babbled on for about an hour now, and that's it for this week. Uh, again, thank you for stopping in and reading the end and making it a successful story. Um, and thank you for coming in and listening to Who's the Boss for the last 10 weeks. I, it's been fun. You know, at first I, I was going to go in one direction with Alan Russo, and then then I decided, well, let's, let's talk about business. And, and I burned myself out on business, and, and I didn't even want to talk about it anymore. So now we've kind of gone this direction, and, and Who's the Boss has taken its own life, uh, you know, as far as the way it's produced and what we talk about, you know. So I appreciate it. And come back next week as we continue to look for the age-old answer to who's the boss. Good night, folks, and have a great week. And there's no such thing as bad Captain Crunch. Sure there is. It's called C-3PO. Oh, yeah. Okay. Those things were like sawdust oh. formed into cir- like circles. That I, I remember trying to eat one of those like razor blades in your mouth kind mm-hmm. of thing. You wanted to spit it out just as fast as you were shoveling it yeah. in. Yeah. And that was me. Yeah, no. I'm but, surprised you don't have a sealed box somewhere in your collection. I would, but that thing would come alive at night and kill me. <laughs> <laughs> so it's like a gremlin. Exactly. <laughs> but I don't think that's the kind of cereal which he was talking about, but it just, oh, we do get distracted, don't we? I'm hungry. <laughs> <laughs> Who looks shiny? Yeah, that's about it. All righty. Well, I hope you enjoyed this episode. Well, I did. Uh, me too. Well... Other than the talk of C three POs, that brought back uh, just, bad memories. We can always we can always get somebody. No, don't know how to edit. No, no edit. <sighs> Suck stuck. it up and listen. It's stuck in there for <laughs> ever, ever. All until next week. I'm Mike and I'm Rob. This it, has been the Flashback Friday. Yeah, <laughs> oh, you almost oh. said the movie Madhouse. I would never say that. Uh-huh. Cheap, right. cheap, cheap plug. <laughs> <laughs> and we'll talk to you next week. Bye bye. 